variety. The city is alive on 97.3. City 97.3. Accra. There can be no other than to Change, keep it tuned to CV. You're number one, don't look no further. We've got it all covered. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration in perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbors. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, 97.3. Oh, yes.
Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. 29 minutes past 6. Ron Kenoli. Ocean of Days welcoming you. 25th day of January 2024. Welcome to your favorite radio show in the morning. Oh, yes. Lord, we just continue to celebrate you. Starting off with Business Sense brought to you by ADB. At the end of the day, we are our choices. At the end of the day, we are our choices. We are choosing beings. You decide your entire life by what you choose to do daily. You decide your entire life by what you choose to do daily. So it's decisions, not your dreams. It's decisions, not your hopes. It's decisions, not your plans. You decide. So you decided to tune in this morning. You decide what to respond to. You decide what to pursue. You decide what to ignore. In creating lives, we must decide what to keep, what to repair, and what to throw away. It's all up to you. We are choosing beings. Every success, every mishap, every opportunity seized or missed stems from a decision someone made. Avoid ambiguity. Be very clear what you want and pursue with passion. That's the key to success. Oh yes. And that's how we choose to start the morning. Great music. Abraham Laborel on the bass. With some great musicians backing the legendary Don Kenoli. ADB is offering you a variety of personal loans, including top-up loans at highly reduced interest rate. Longer tenors. Kindly visit the nearest branch or call 0302-210-210. ADB, the People's Bank, truly agree can more. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. I'm just sitting here playing the guitar. City High. This city's biggest conversation. Hey, excuse me if you see me screaming. But deep in my mind, I'm only dreaming. Cause if I wake, girl, then you're not by my side. I feel like half of me is no longer alive. So please, shorty. Before you walk out that door, boobie, would you listen to my song? If only I give you one last chance with the devil, you can no longer tell. You got to be faithful so we could be fruitful. To the fly, I might listen to your song. Ooh. 
two wrongs don't make it right. So if I'm wrong, I ain't trying to fight. I'm trying to have some dinner with some candlelight. Hey. Laugh in the bed and make love all night. So baby, I won't leave, baby, I'll just stay. We're jumping into the newspaper review today, Thursday, the 25th. Newspaper review brought to you by Total Energies. The CAF AFCON is on. Drive to selected service stations and continue to uh, the year with lots of amazing giveaways. On match days, you win instant gifts, including branded souvenirs. Let's celebrate the passion of football together. Promo is Valley while stocks last visit your social media pages, Total Energies DH for more information. Also sponsored by Fidelity Bank, get a loan of up to 450,000 CDs from Fidelity Bank, get rewarded. Switch your existing salary loan to us or get a new personal loan and enjoy the lowest fixed interest rate, a two-month repayment holiday in January. With other goodies like fixed monthly repayment installments, call 0800-003355. Welcoming uh, the immaculately dressed Richard De La Sky hey, in man. a political... Is this what's called a political suit? No, no, no this one is. What's this called? Chinese suit. Uh, it's, it's called Beijing something no, suit. No, this is Cuba Vera. Uh, it's called what? Cuba Vera. Cuba Vera. Cuba. Cuba. Is it from Cuba? Yeah, it's is it? Latino region. Is it? Cuba Vera, all right. And Nathan is in a nice pink shirt. Gentlemen, yeah. welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah thank you, bro. thank you. Yeah, getting ready? Everything's fine? Yeah, it's just that <laughs> the Afghan took a very funny twist and it's been cracking me up since. What's happening? Well, Cote d'Ivoire sacked their coach yesterday mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Mm. They sacked their coach and some other people. Mm-hmm. Only for them to qualify to the round of 16. Oh, they've qualified. <laughs> Maybe they are not happy with the way he qualified them, so you they see, feel he should go. <laughs> so rather right that they may. Yeah, but uh, they will get a coach <laughs> from where. Ah. <laughs> what I hear is that one of the former players, Emes yeah. Fai, he's with the team, okay. and it looks like he will be handling the team. They'll get a coach. But the story is They'll get a coach. So let's get into the headlines, gentlemen. Well, the Daily Graphic says coup plot six to die, three acquitted. Looted Ashanti relics returning home, and there's a picture on the front page of the Daily Graphic of some of the artifacts. Very, very. It's a strange little story. Yeah, you've stolen something from us, and you are loaning it to us for six years. I'm I'm not not sure I get it, but we'll get into the details. Anyway, the Ghana Health Service is also here. 
Many women opting for C-section worrying. Mm. And $900 million World Bank support, government receives first tranche of $300 million. Mm. The Guardian Times says this morning, attempted coup plot six to hang for treason. ACB Agojo and two others freed. His photograph is here on the front page, and I'm talking about ACP Agojo. Also mm. on the front page this morning, the story about $300 million hitting the Ghanaian account from the uh, World Bank. Hilton sacked after Ghana Afcon group stage exit. It's a story coming belatedly on the front page of the Ghanaian Times. And GRA targets 146 billion Ghana cities in 2024. The Daily Guide also has the coup plotter story here. The other stories, Ghana, Estonia hold digitalization talks. Mm. Half season begins. Asabi calls for probe into Mills' death mm. and US-based Ghanaian immigration lawyer sued for fraud. Mm. The new finder says this morning, blueprint to save Ghana football abandoned despite capturing it in Jamafa Commission's report. Coach Christopher Nimley is making the front page of the final this morning. <laughs> also, Pianin calls for vibrant, truthful media with integrity. Also, bond market performance hinges on reducing inflation, according to Professor Abloyo. Mm-hmm. And the President Ekufuado extends SML audit deadline. Okay. Right. The Anchor newspaper says, Takwa delegates to retain MP with over 80% endorsement. Mm. In line with that, several government appointees to battle sitting MPs on Saturday. So the Anchor has a take on the MPP primaries. Atomic Energy Commission staff undergo competency-based training. Mm. And two bank employees withdraw 4.7 million from <laughs> customers' account. Hey. Court order substituted service against Abi National Savings and Loans and others. The ABC newspaper says this morning, NDC schemes to deplete MPPMPs. We have the photograph of uh, <laughs> Chairman Sabunsu and they've tagged him Elvis Efriye Ankara. <laughs> terrible mistake. Uh, the wife is also here. I is also here on the front page. MPP bans members from commenting on ongoing issues with Mansha Palace. Mm. Uh, withdraw 15% VAT on electricity within a week. That's coming in from uh, organized labor, and they are directing that at the government. And you brought small boy Malema to insult John Mahama. NDC food soldiers blast their leaders. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Anyway, the Daybreak newspaper, they have a lot of the stories we have already read. Mm-hmm. The unique story here mm-hmm. is changes in military hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Tom CDS Omwona uh, Army Chief. I don't know what it says. Mm. Well, that's that. Let me take you to the Chronicle. The mm. big story here says Chieftaincy Minister reignites debate mm. at Tamils' death must be probed. <laughs> Is he on the front page smiling? Stephen Samuel always talking controversy at some point. Mm. We still love Adwa Safo, screams the headline here on the front page of the uh, Chronicle. And they, they are quoting Dome Kwabenya MPP delegates. Mm-hmm. And Mahama promotes 24 hour economy in Komase. All right. All right. The BNFT says IMF World Bank FX inflows to stabilize market. The Kinke Index review of 2023 hey, come yeah. after storm. The balls are reducing in size. The Thank price you. is going uh-huh. up. Charlie, that's and, and, that's yeah. the whole story. Yep. And then finally, the British and Vic. 
the British and Victoria and Albert Museums to retain Asante, Asante objects after 150 years. The business uh, analyst says this morning, GRE promises to focus on customer service to meet target of 146 billion Ghana cities in 2024. Mm. We're told Baumia embarks on working visit to Estonia. Mm. Don't misuse 600 million US dollars in IMF cash. Mahama is telling Kufuado and Ghana to save 2.8 billion US dollars in debt servicing to bilateral creditors between 2023 and 2026. Mm -hmm. And the Vice President Baumia is seen here mm. in a handshake with Ra uh, Kaja Kalas, who is the Prime Minister of Republic of Estonia. And yesterday I was hearing some people say that, hey, she's, she's going to meet a woman, so she should make a woman a Vice President. <laughs> Let's go online. City Newsroom is leading with the NDC justifying rejection mm. of election date change despite supporting it in 2016. Also, coup protest trial of ACP Agojo was politically motivated according to his lawyer Martin Pebu. Other headlines Akufado appoints Major General Opong Pepra as new Chief of Defense Staff and then uh, we're also told that Akufado extends SML audit deadline, rejects DRS uh, contract continuation request and then if you also check that same website, UG Stadium will be ready to host NISAC. This is the President of Ghana Athletics and the story about Asante Gold UK to loan back Ghana's looted crown jewels. I really, bags, I really need to enter this story. So they said they are loaning it back for some years. Well, uh, we will come to that shortly. Joy Online, VAT on power consumption. This is an interesting one. We can't implement a directive that has bottlenecks. ECGMD. Alright. And then, uh, Menshia has not withdrawn summons for Chairman Oon to me. This is a story from my Joy Online. Alan says that uh, the VAT on electricity will worsen the plight of Ghanaians. And then Xavier Sosu is saying the death penalty is retrogressive. It must be stopped. Other websites still on Ghana. Baumia's working visit to Estonia is on Class FM's lead story. And then the new appointments to the armed forces is also making that headline. Star FM as well, leading with the GRA SML contract. Akufuado's appointments to GAF as well. And then Agoju free six other sentence. So those are the big stories. So there's a nice feature on Bloomberg about africa's top 10 growers in terms of economic prospects mm. guess which country is going to grow fastest this year according to the gdp growth forecast mm. uh, yes 6.6 percent .6%. second ethiopia third tanzania yes. fourth uganda fifth kenya sixth drc oh, we know they seventh do. angola oh. eighth nigeria huh? ninth ghana oh, and, so we are number nine and south africa is number 10. this oh. is imf and, uh, yeah, that. So, Scott, let's start with the Ghanaian Times. Okay, so the Ghanaian Times says this morning, big story, attempted coup plot, six to hang for treason. Mm. ACP Agojo, two others freed. Malik Suleimana reporting says uh, six out of nine persons mm. who attempted to overthrow the government in 2019 have been sentenced to death mm. by hanging by the Accra High Court or the High Court, which is Accra, mm. on Wednesday. Now, the convicts, including three soldiers and three civilian employees of the Ghanaian forces, were found guilty of conspiracy to commit treason and high treason by a three-member panel of judges. Now, Justice Ifyasawa Asaribotri, a court of appeal judge, uh, sitting with additional responsibility as a High Court judge, presided over the trial that lasted about three years now three others including uh, assistant commissioner of police acp dr 
Kwesi Agoju mm-hmm. have been acquitted and discharged and Kenel Kujo Gameli and Corporal Seidu Abubakar were mm-hmm. acquitted and discharged as well. Mm-hmm. Now Dunya Kafui aka Azo, a blacksmith and Bright Alan Deborah Ufosu, a fleet manager, were found guilty of conspiracy to commit treason and treason it should be high treason mm-hmm. uh, they omitted the other one mm-hmm. while uh johannes zippy a civilian employee of the ghana forces was found guilty of conspiracy to commit high treason all the three others uh three other soldiers a warrant officer class two mm-hmm. esther san de ku winne <laughs> uh, lance corporal ali solomon corporal sylvester akan p1 mm-hmm. were also found guilty of conspiracy to commit high treason now dr yao frederick mcpalm the founder of citadel hospital mm. in alaju Accra, passed on in the course of yeah. the trial last meanwhile week. lawyer for acp agojo martin big has described the trial of his client as politically motivated and needless according to him uh, the trial was an attack on freedom of speech it was an affront to free speech to uh, gag public officers not to complain about president kufado's misgoverning and then he goes on and on and on and then if you go on join online there's a retort from the deputy ag who says attacking ag akufad over the acquittal is not right so there's some interviews coming in around that our friend Yeboah criticized martin people's commentary in reaction to the acquittal of acp agojo okay. the background the story is given let's stay there briefly because there's some new development regarding the um Ashali Butri murder case. Mm-hmm. That story is on page three of the Ghanaian Times as well. The High Court uh, here in Accra has ordered the court registrar to provide defense counsel for Safina Mohammed Adizatu, mm-hmm. uh, who is on trial for allegedly murdering her boyfriend mm-hmm. with the list of jurors in the case. Now, according to the court, the provision of the list should be done before the next agenda date, which is the 27th day of February 2024. And the defense counsel was ordered to follow up on that matter. Okay, if you go to page 13 of the Daily Graphic, there's uh, the looted Asante Relics returning home story. Mm. The story is written by Kwame Asari Buedu, mm. and it says, After 150 years, 39 of the Asante Royal Regalia and objects looted by British troops during mm. the Third Anglo-Asante War of 1874, mm. popularly known as the Sagrenti War, are returning to the Asante Hin in Kumasi this year. Mm. The first batch of seven treasures is expected from the Fowler Museum of the University of California in Los Angeles in February, while the second batch of 32 will arrive from two leading cultural institutions in the UK, the British Museum and the Victoria and Albert Museum in April. A joint statement from the museums in London yesterday said the return of the collections followed the approval by trustees of the British and VNA museums for the treasures to be repatriated to their original home hmm. in Kumasi. What I don't understand is why they are loaning it back. We are told that development follows a, a, almost half a century of discussions between Menshia and the British Museum and Asantini visited London May last year reopened discussions and appointed two technical advisors, Danian historian and museum economist Ivo Ajimandria and Scottish historian and uh, one professor Malcolm McLeod right and they discuss all of this and they are bringing the artifacts back to Kumasi and they are going to exhibit it soon but they're saying that it will be here for six years I, I, look that thing doesn't belong to me it belongs to Asante but for me <laughs> if you took the thing by force bring the thing back forever why are you loaning it we'll find out later on well the normally the issue is that these things there are rules surrounding how you uh, return them so uh, but when the thing reach Kumasi they don't leave a cry don't leave again <laughs> 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 
if it, I think cats, but the golden stools, we said they should bring it back. Now, nah, artifacts, Charlie, they should stop that. The British people, they shouldn't do that anyway. Let's come back to you. Yeah, uh, death must be proved. This story keeps coming back, um, mm. in the last few days. So, mm. Stephen Asamoah Boateng has joined the uh, discussion and the chronicle in a story by Jennifer Ambele says this morning that the Minister for Chieftaincy and Religious Affairs, Stephen Asamoah Boateng, has called for a thorough investigation mm. into the death of President John Evansata Mills in 2012. Mm. This, according to him, will put an end to all the controversies surrounding the death for the country to move forward. Addressing a news conference in Accra yesterday on matters involving the Kumfi Traditional Council, Mr Asamoah Boateng also contended that the controversial autopsy report must also be made public. Mm. There's a quote here that says, as the Minister for Chieftaincy holding firm, our tradition and custom, religion and faith, as we all die and uh, where we will all go, uh, I will support that, this, uh, that we solve the controversy surrounding the death of the former president, John Evans Mills, mm. for the records to be set. All right, since you're on Chieftaincy, there's a story here that I thought was interesting. Joy News is saying that there are sources that Mencia have dismissed media reports suggesting that mm. there's a redrawal of the summons for Ashanti Regional Chairman of MPP Bernadette Jibreza to appear before the Kumasi Traditional Council. Okay. Now, members of the KTC on Monday directed the MPP led by General Secretary Justin Frimpong-Kodia to produce Chairman Wuntumi to appear before them over alleged derogatory remarks made against Asantini. Mm. Now, subsequently, the MPP National Leadership, which appeared before the Council to plead for more time, was directed to ensure Chairman Wuntumi made an appearance within a week. However, reports from some news portals alleged a direction from the Asantini for the Kumasi Traditional Council to discontinue hearing the case of Chairman Wuntumi. But now they are saying their sources at the palace dismissed the report saying that no such directive has been issued by the Asantini. So we are waiting for Chemaun to me to return to Ghana. We are told it's not in the country, mm. and we'll see how that plays out. Now let's talk about the economy. There's yeah. a story about some money coming in. Yeah, that's yeah. in the Chronicle. Okay. Yes, that's also in the Daily Graphic. So Richard, maybe okay. So let me take you to the Chronicle's version, which is on page seven of the newspaper. It says World Bank doles out 300 million US dollars to Ghana to support economic recovery. Mm. Now the story says the World Bank has approved a 300 million US dollar development policy operation for Ghana. Now the first. Resilient Recovery Development Policy Financing is a critical contribution by the World Bank, uh, by the Bank's International Development Association to help Ghana's economic recovery and support the country's resilient hmm. and uh, inclusive growth. It goes on to provide some... Other there was an article that, that suggested that, that it will, it will uh, stabilize the CD. That's the angle I wanted. Mm. I think it said yes, that... Yes, it's on the BNFT. Yes, the BNFT front page, page 3, IMF World Bank FX inflows to stabilize the market. Don't, don't forget, it's a big concern. Mm -hmm. According to the story, market confidence is poised to receive a significant boost with Forex inflows in the coming weeks from both the IMF and the World Bank. Now, Tuesday, the World Bank approved a $300 million development policy operation for Ghana, making the initial step in a three-part series. This initiative aims to alleviate the country's fiscal constraints while maintaining momentum of its economic recovery. Then we're told, yes, you read the 600 million from the IMF, 300 has come in as well. Mm. And from the analysis, this is supposed to strengthen 
the CD against the dollar and stem the depreciation. In the meantime, though, former president, His Excellency John Ramani Mahama is on the front page of the business analyst. Details mm. on page three mm. of the newspaper. And uh, he has warned the government not to misuse the 600 million US dollars mm. in the bailout cash released by the International Monetary Fund. Mm-hmm. Now, the former president stated in a Facebook post that the funds released to Ghana ought to alleviate the plight of Ghanaians mm-hmm. who are already overburdened. And Talking about taxes, Nathan, there's a very interesting story. A VAT on power consumption. We can't implement a directive that has bottlenecks. Now, ECGMD speaking. Now, it says, in the wake of disagreements about the government's decision to impose a new VAT on electricity consumers beyond the lifeline threshold, the company, uh, which is the implementing agency, has raised concern about the law imposing the tax. Now, although the ECG and NETCO have been directed to implement the tax from January this year, ECG has said it is yet to implement the directive. Speaking on Join News, uh, PM Express on Wednesday, MD of ECG, Samuel Mahama Dubik, stated that ECG cannot merely respond to the letter from the government, especially when there are bottlenecks with the provision in the law that was passed as far back as 2013. According to him, in January last year, he sought the opinion of ECG lawyers on the provision in the law because they found problems with it. He proved his claim by showing a document to the host which had the date of January 10, 2023. He goes on and on to say that the the letter from the government asking it to implement the VAT rather presents an opportunity for further stakeholder engagement on the policy. So it's not clear if that policy can be implemented immediately, at least as far as the ECGMD is concerned. He says there will be challenge in the implementation of the VAT on prepaid consumers. It's a technical difficulty. It's a nightmare. How do you go about this? He spoke about many things in that interview. Well, if we go to page 18 of the BNFT, they have the Kinke Index Review of 2023. Mm. (laughs) So, effectively, they have a series of graphs, Mm. but essentially, they are talking about the price of, or the evolution of the price of Kinke 220 Mm -hmm. through 2023. Now, by the numbers, Mm -hmm. the average selling price of a ball of Kinke at the end of 2023 was 3.87 CDs. Mm. Because it had gone up 40.7% from 2.75 CDs mm-hmm. in December 2022. Mm-hmm. Now, the most common price on the market was 4 CDs. Kaif. How much Kenke does one get for each Ghana CD? On average, 113.4 grams. Mm. So, effectively, Kenke shrunk by 16.9% over the years. So the main issue is that you can't get Kenke for 2 CDs again. Yes. And now Kenke for 5 CDs is a norm. And as if that's not bad enough, the mm. average size of the Kenke has reduced shrunk. significantly. Jeez. Thank Ooh. you. So, that's the whole issue. Oh, and Kenke is a real staple. Uh-huh. So, for those of you who eat it daily... Mm-hmm. You need to look for more money yes. to survive. They said the absolute heaviest ball of kinky was in Ablikuma. Yes. 739 grams, more than a big green bottle of beer. In and Wim. the most expensive places for kinky include Abilinkbe and Jogu. They even have a kinky map. Oh, really? I yes. did an interview with the guy. It's a very, very interesting. It's a serious matter. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Hmm. Yes. The the kinky kinky like, like it gives you a great insight into just the economy. No, no, no. They means I have to start doing some series. But they said they couldn't use Fanti Kinky. Because the Fantinke, the jacket is too big. <laughs> so they say Gankinke is the best because Gankinke, what is this, what you get? You know, they say can be big. But why are you it nothing? Yeah, it's just like the, the people who package themselves. Yeah. yeah. They it's package it okay. and you yeah. buy it. Yes. When you get to the house, they need to know. Be Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. 
the City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Fast approaching 7 o'clock, City Breakfast Show, 25th day of January. Uh-huh. City Business News brought to you by Go, your CIMG Hall of Famer. We've opened up promoting LPG auto gas stations in Accra, Kumasi, Takradi, and Cape Coast. In Accra, you can visit Peshi Girl Service Station or Burma Camp. In Kumasi, you can go to Kenting Krono. Takradi, it's at Impintin Girl Service Station. And of course, at Cape Coast, it's at Peru Junction. You can drive through, get safe, affordable gas at your convenience. News is also brought to you by MTN. And the news is also brought to you by Old Mutual. 10 years of greatness in Ghana. Here for a lifetime. This time is Caleb Kuda who's joining us for Business News. Welcome, Caleb. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of the City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Gold, Access Bank and Old Mutual. I am Caleb Kuda and coming up, government urged to review outdated trading policies to ensure business growth in the country. Also coming up, market watches anticipate inflation to drop further, predicting in January 2024. details of our stories now and a research and policy think tank cuts international is urging the government to reassess outdated trading business policies that impede the growth of businesses in the country according to the think tank comprehensive impact assessments free from political considerations should be prioritized in the business landscape to enhance the growth of the local economy apia kusi adumako is the west africa regional director for cuts international and he's been speaking to city business news on this issue Regulations have been in our books even before the World War II. Those were developed by the colonial masters. And most of these regulations have lived their purposes. But we still have them here and they have kind of increased the cost of doing business. So what most countries have done is that they take regulations line by line and then those that are not of any relevance, they take it off. But now the new trend is that anytime a country wants to make a policy, anytime a country wants to make a law, you need to look at its impact on how the regulation is going to impact businesses, the cost. And we do a cost-benefit analysis. And when you know that the cost exceeds the benefit, then there's no point in doing so. That was the West African Regional Director for Cats International, Apia Kusi Adumakum. Now, Minister for Trade and Industry, Corbina Tahir Hammond, has announced a significant push for comprehensive business regulatory reforms to promote transparency and create a more favorable environment for both local and international businesses. Expressing concern over the existing challenges within the regulatory sector, the minister emphasized the need for clear guidelines for businesses entering the trade arena in Ghana. In addition to the Business Reforms Bill, the minister reviewed that the Ghana Investment Promotion Corporation is working on an investment code which will further support private sector investment. Uh, that is why um, the ministry, uh, my ministry, uh, is clear that uh, we must promulgate uh, business and regulatory uh, laws to ensure that uh, there is transparency for 
manufacturers or companies to know exactly what the rules are when they intend to enter into trade. And that's why I'm happy uh, that um, when the parliament ends, I would be able to lay the, the bill. Talk about this like, uh, a few times. Uh, the measure will be performed bill. Ultimately, it will be promulgated into law. I'm also aware that uh, if you to get an amended investment code, uh, I'm sure when that is done, it will be a fantastic uh, uh, regulatory environment, which is what it Kobinat Ayu Hammond is Minister for Trade and Industry. Now, the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, is calling for reforms that would require foreign investing companies to engage local partners to promote increased local content participation within the country. Additionally, Guta is advocating for the implementation of measures to address capital flight by foreign companies. Public Relations Officer of Guta, Joseph Paddy, in a City Business News interview, indicated these measures, when adopted, will lead to fair business environment and then this local content business is very necessary it's like for example i believe strongly that government should be able to come up with a policy which says that any investor that comes into the country at least you must have a local partner who will participate in your activities because you are come to use our land you come to use our water you come to use our electricity but it must be a local participant local partner in certain countries, does that. You cannot have licenses without riding at the back of a local partner. And we should be able to do that. And that will also help the local content. And certain product that, any line of product that you want to invest into it, at least there must be a percentage of local content in there. It's 30%. And we are saying that if your profits, uh, you don't need to fly all your profits away. At least there must be a retention policy that when you make profit, at least 30% of your profits must be retained into the country, expand the wealth, so I can get more employment and to Ghanaians. So these are the areas we need to be looking at. So uh, as long as we have porous uh, investment laws and then people take advantage of that, we're still going to have a challenge where somebody comes in the name of production or manufacturing and we see them doing retailing and then wholesaling. Joseph Paddy is Public Relations Officer of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta. Research firm IC Research is predicting Ghana's inflation to decline to 22.4% in January 2024 from the 23.2% in December 2023. This comes as the governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison, has stated that the current rate of 23.2% is expected to ease further this year. There is more in the following report. According to the research firm, it expects the declining momentum in the country's inflation rate to continue with the prevailing tight monetary stance and the ongoing IMF program as key policy anchors. However, it projects an upside detour in March 2024. It also notes that improved foreign exchange outturn in late December 2023 into early January 2024 will sustain the lead on price pressures. Additionally, domestic energy prices remain stable with downward bias during the January 2024 Consumer Price Index window 
relative to the same period in 2023. The latest projections by IC Research comes as the Bank of Ghana has already indicated that a recent disinflation trend observed in 2023 shows that it is making progress in fulfilling its mandate to stabilize prices. Governor of the Central Bank, Dr. Ernest Addison, also assured that the Bank of Ghana will continue to put in place measures to ensure that a downward inflation trajectory observed in recent times is sustained without undermining growth. Looking ahead to 2024, our expectation is for inflation to ease further, underpinned by continued implementation of sound policies till inflation expectations are firmly anchored towards our single-digit objective. In this regard, the Bank of Ghana will continue to monitor both domestic and external developments and respond appropriately to ensure that the downward inflation trajectory observed in recent months is sustained without undermining growth. The 2023 experience of a strong reduction in inflation and stronger growth is instructive. Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison, ending that news news desk report. Now, players in the insurance industry are urging increased education to spare interest as the country's insurance penetration rate remains low. The National Insurance Commission has disclosed that over 75% of Ghanaians, which translates into 25 million people, lack insurance coverage. CEO of Glideco Healthcare, Mame Efriye Boache, says this can be improved should insurance companies build trust with clients. Trust the insurance. And I guess the time for someone to trust the insurance system is when claims are paid promptly, you know, and claims are honored. And so the education to the public about insurance and the onus on the insurance companies to also make sure we fulfill our obligations by paying claims. So the education, I think, has to be. CEO of Glideco Health Care, Mame Efriye Boache there. Now, encouragement is mounting for Africa to prioritize intra-African trade in crude oil seen as a crucial catalyst for enhancing the continent's economic landscape. Stakeholders emphasize the necessity of establishing a unified market envisioning prosperity across the region. A following report offers further insights. The upcoming African Prosperity Dialogue 2024 is scheduled to take place in Ghana from the 25th to the 27th of January 2024. The APD Summit is a platform where heads of state, business leaders, heads of international development institutions, and influential social change makers meet to discuss the enablers needed to propel Africa towards a shared vision of prosperity. During the media engagement in Lagos ahead of the APD Summit, Gabi Otredaku, his the founder and executive director of Africa Prosperity Network underscored the significant advantages of fostering the trade of crude oil among African nations. The money we get from exporting crude oil is eaten away by the money we spend in importing finished products. And beyond that, we all know the domino effect that the prices of export petroleum products have on the greater economy. Offering his perspective, Solar Bade Subetum, a partner at Africa Law Practice and Company, and also a representative of the AFCFTA, emphasized the need to address trade-related challenges in the region to realize the ambitious goal of a single market. It needs to be a concerted effort between the private sector and the public sector to really implement the AFCFTA agreement. 
there have been strides, good strides in implementation. 47 after the 54 member states have um, submitted their instruments of ratification. So that is, that is positive. A good amount of effort being put in by the private sector to actually invest and, and drive the AFC-FDA agreement. Sula Bade Sogbetun is a partner with African Law Practice and Company and in that report by Na Shika Caesar on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade amongst themselves. The dollar remained and is selling at 11 cities 97 pesos. British pound is selling at 15 cities 50 pesos. It's recorded no price change. The euro remained and is selling at 12 cities 96 pesos. However, at some forex bureau in the capital, the dollar is selling at 12 cities 50 pesos while the british pound could be sold to you at 15 cities 65 pesos and the euro is going for 13 cities 20 pesos and that's it for the breakfast edition of the city business news proudly brought to you by mtn girl access bank and old mutual my name is caleb could i do have a good business day Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Forty minutes past seven. We are still on the City Breakfast Show, a very interesting junction within the AFCON 2023. All the details coming up on kickoff with Gabi Ofe. Brought to you by Lesheho. 2024 comes with great news from Lesheho Savings and Loans. Don't allow the hectic back-to-school season to steal the New Year's joy. We've reduced our interest rates for you from now till April 30 in the Lesheho back-to-school promotion. Yes, we've reduced our rates for our payroll loans significantly. Apply for back-to-school loans today to sort out the family's educational needs. Call us on 0270-040-799 or 0270-040-733. Let's Let's improve life. Hakimi, it's spilled and it's there and it's Hakim Ziyech. Two balls on the pitch. It's all over. Morocco have won Group F. Zambia are out. Morocco will play South Africa in the round of 16. A game that they really dominated. Alright, Zimoko shoots you the round of 16 after beating Zambia in the final group. The Atlas Lions doing uh, they did that with their, without their head coach Walid Regragu will run you through the countries who have made it to the next stage of the AFCON in Athletics. To be ready, um, we are given assurance that when they finish it, they need about three, four days to do the lines. And as soon as they do the lines, we finish the lines, we should be able to come here and do the competition from the fifth. All right, Barf is saying that he's uh, confident the Legon Sports Stadium will be ready to host the National Invitational Student Athletics Championship on February 5. Monda Plus. So 
All right, so it was world number two, Carlos Alcaraz versus world number six, Alexander Zerv, with uh, Zerv kicking out Alcaraz, and he's true to the semifinals of the Australian Open. My name is Gabby Offer, and we start off uh, from the African Cup of Nations, where host Cote d'Ivoire made it as one of the best third-place teams heading into the round of 16 of the AFCON. It comes after Morocco pipped Zambia 1-0, and DL Congo held Tanzania to a goalless draw last night. Cote d'Ivoire will now face... The defending champion Senegal in the round of 16. But for the Ivorians, they head into their next game without uh, Jean-Louis Gasset, uh, who is the head coach and has been sacked by the Ivorian Football Federation. But what are the Ivorians saying after that episode? Here's France 24 sports journalist James Vassina with more from Abidjan. The Ivory Coast coming off that massive defeat that caused, yes, the fall of Gasse, their head coach, means that the party does continue for them. So the feeling is great. And for Gasse, well, they're happy to see the back of him after the last game against Equatorial Guinea, uh, where they suffered that massive loss. Fans were just fed up. They were like, why? Why do we still have him? Why is he around here? They were talking about his track record before that, not understanding what he was doing. Well, his reign with the uh, with the elephants will not have lasted long. He only took command uh, in 2022 and failed to get any further than three games uh, as host nation. So he steps out. His interim, his, uh, his assistant steps in as interim manager as they will be continuing in the round of 16. But it's going to be a tough one for them. This- all right, it's a tough one for the host nation. They face Senegal in the round of 16. So what it means is that Imes Faye will take up the role of the acting head coach in the interim for the Ivorians as they prepare for the big clash against the Taranga Lions uh, in the round of 16. Uh, one other country without their head coach is Morocco. And uh, they beat Zambia without Walid Regragui, who is 7-2 game ban after that spat with uh, DR Congo player Chantal Mbemba. And so Morocco will face South Africa while runners up DR Congo take on Egypt. Other parents has got uh, Nigerian taking on Cameroon, Kived up against Mauritania, Equatorial Guinea face uh, Guinea, Mali up against Burkina Faso, and then the final pairing will be Angola v Namibia. And so the round of 16 matches will begin on Saturday, January 27, 2024. So we'll keep you updated with us to uh, with teams Mexico to the quarter finals now let's get to athletics and uh, the inaugural national invitational students athletics championship also known as nisac is set to showcase ghana's emerging track and field talent at the recently upgraded university of ghana sports stadium the venue is slated to host events during the upcoming 13th african games in march and is uh, in the final phase of refurbishment and spating the ghana athletics uh, cctv collaboration president of the ghana athletics Bafusin is assuring everyone that the stadium will be fully operational by February. To be ready, um, we are given assurance that when they finish it, they need about three, four days to do the lines. And as soon as they do the lines, we finish the lines, we should be able to come here and do the competition from the 5th or from the 6th to the 9th. I know the president is coming to commission the 30-day countdown on the 8th. So it's very important and very crucial that the warm-up track is ready before the set so that we we'll commence our program and inculcate the present visits into our national program. That is very, very crucial. There were certain things that we need to discuss with the minister and the team director later today to iron out some few details about that program. So after here, we're going to speak to the minister and the chief director to just iron out some few issues that we, we saw here before the program starts. And I'm, I'm pretty very sure that we should be able to do that. 
All right, so that's uh, Boa Fusini there. He's the president of the Ghana Athletics, and he did not end there. He emphasized also on the significance of uh, CTTV's involvement in the project. I cannot over, over, overestimate the importance and the, the development nature of it to Ghanaians, even to me or to the Federation as a whole. We have been struggling to get such, such a collaboration for about 50 years. This is the first time of we getting that collaboration with no less institution like CTTV. And the program is going to run for the next four years. It is not like when we have a sponsor, a one-year sponsor, next year we are struggling to get another sponsor. This is a, a solid four-year program that every year we guaranteed that is coming on. All right, so that's uh, Boa Fusini. He's a uh, president of the Ghana Athletics. Away from Athletics, let's get back to the football and head to the Craven Cottage. Here's Luis Diaz. That's beautiful from Luis Diaz, and it's squeezed in. Liverpool lead early. Clear daylight now in the semi-final. Diop, who uh, got to the ball now. That Wilson, that's beautiful away from Bradley, and across the face of goal and in. It's a Diop touches the ball home, and Fulham have hope. And Liverpool have done it again. Their special relationship with the Football League Cup continues. All right, so Liverpool are true to the Carabao Cup final after the one will draw with Fulham at the Craven Cottage, and it was enough to give them a 3 2 aggregate win. So, what it means is that Liverpool have not qualified for their 14th League Cup final for more than any side, and it's the third time they have done so under manager Jagan Klopp. And here's Klopp's thoughts after the win. You must be delighted, aren't you? I am, I am. It's fantastic. So obviously, um, we had the experience before. We know what, what to expect. It's outstanding. It's fantastic. It's fantastic for our people. Again, Chelsea, wow, what a story that is. Um, and But for tonight, I told the boys now, um, never, ever, ever in life you should take for granted that you're part of a football club and a football team who can win trophies. All right, so that's uh, Liverpool boss Jürgen Klopp speaking there. Well, his upset manager, Marco Silva, I believe his uh, Fulham side were not good enough against the Reds. No, we have to be proud of the, the way we, we played most of the games in this competition, the way the players default always until the end uh, with our commitment, attitude, desire to go. Um, you know, the quality that we faced um, tonight, um, how they have been good and consistent, I don't need to repeat again. Overall, it was not our best performance at all. We didn't perform at the level that normally we, we do at home. All right, so there's a Marco Silva. He's a manager for Fulham after failing to make it to the Carabao Cup final. Uh, let's head to Spain because the Barcelona were knocked out of the Copa del Rey. But let's take Bilbao after losing their quarterfinal 4-2 at the San Mame. Uh, the defeat means Barcelona and Madrid, who have won 10 of the past 15 Copa del Rey, are both out of the com- competition. Guess who was on the score sheet for uh, let's take Bilbao? It was Ganes Inaki Williams scoring and assisting for Athletic uh, Bilbao. Uh, now to some smashing, then that's at tennis. Carlos Alcaraz is out of the Australian Open after Alexander Zerev produced an incredible display to stun the two-time Grand Slam champion in the quarterfinals of the Australian Open. So Zerev will play Daniel Medvedev in the semifinals later today. Novak Djokovic, who is at the defending champion and looking to uh, for a record extending 25th Grand Slam title, will take on Yannick Silla of uh, Italy later this morning. For the women's singles, we've got Coco Golf up against Arena Sabalenka, who's a defending champion at 8.30, and then Diana Yastremska will take on Queen Wenzhen of China at 10 a.m. So we'll keep you updated regards to the 2024 
Australian Open. That's it for kickoff. Kickoff was probably brought to you by Shell and Lachelle. My name is Gabby Offer. For more sports stories, you can head to citysportsonline.com. Do take care for yourself and bye bye. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Happy birthday to Mr. Benjamin Alode Heyman of Air Ghana Limited Airport. We love you, Efu Tete. Enjoy your special day. Happy birthday to Awo uh, Apaluku Agbela. Today is your birthday. Uh, Somebody had a a premature birthday hunch. But today is the day. Yes, indeed. So happy birthday to you, Awo. And to darling husband, may God continue to bless you, Mr. Stephen 
Satekla, aka Don King, right. or Satekla rather, from your loving wife Mrs. Pell Adusu Satekla, PRO of the National Road Safety Authority. A man, a human in flesh, but not by law. I bid you dignity to stand with. And to Mr. Benjamin Alodeheman, I think that came from a different source as well. Happy birthday to you again. Make that big with a GCB personal loan, your biggest and largest bank in Ghana, offering Sari account holders personal loans in less than 48 hours to fund their next big move. With GCB's big move personal loan promo, you can access up to a whopping 400,000 CDs at a significantly reduced interest rate with a two-month repayment holiday to meet your urgent financial needs. It's time to make that big move today. Call 0800-422-422 for more inquiries. Enterprises Insurance is your leader in general insurance since 1924. Celebrate a hundred years with the Yafinia Moto Insurance promotion. One lucky winner will drive off in a brand new Nissan Kicks SUV. First and second runners up, jet off to Dubai, all expense paid trip. Buy or renew your vehicle insurance with Enterprise between now and June 2024. Monthly raffle draws offer lovely laptops, TVs, microwaves, fridges, and more. Call us directly on 0302634777. Experience the time-tested and truly trusted 100-year legacy of Ghana's oldest insurer, Enterprise. And by the way, Enterprise is proud to be associated with Effective Living Series. This morning, there's a big topic coming up. And today, Apioko is hosting uh, Mami Ekuagezi, Self-Awareness Adapting to Change and Professional Growth. It's part of our third week on the series. And experience the excellence and global recognition of a British education combined with convenience and affordability at Lancaster University, Ghana. Expand your horizons and elevate your career prospects with a British degree delivered right to your doorstep. Apply now and embark on a transformative educational journey that will shape your future and your destiny. Go to lancaster.edu.gh or call 0302-218-989. Lancaster University, Ghana, the only British university campus in West Africa. Now, what if the answer to powering and running a clean, efficient, and sustainable business now lies within your reach? What would you do? All you have to do is reach out to the AGI Energy Service Center. We provide tailor-made energy saving solutions to companies. We provide energy audits, implementation, and training for energy management system and renewal energy feasibility studies. AGI is... AGIESC is your one-stop center for project assistance and market linkages on renewable energy and energy efficiency projects. Call them on 0507-977-902. This message is by the Association of Ghana Industries in partnership with the German Development Corporation implemented by the GIZ. Get ready for Ghana's biggest building exhibition, the Ghana Institution of Engineering Building Technology Fair, where innovation, expertise, and collaboration come together to shape the future of the building environment. This fair offers you the opportunity to explore the latest advancements, connect with industry leaders, and gain invaluable insights into the ever-evolving field of building engineering. It's happening on the 27th and 28th of January 2024 at the AMA Court, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on both days. Now, to register as an exhibitor, call 0201-676610. The Building Technology Fair powered by the Ghana Institution of Engineering and City TV and City FM are the media partners. 
Now, every time we eat, food and sugars are trapped between our teeth, leading to tooth decay, gum disease, and in some cases, foul breath. That's why brushing your teeth every morning and night with Pepsodent Charcoal and Pepsodent Hairball Toothpaste is a wise decision. Pepsodent Charcoal is made of a fine blend of fluoride with a unique combination of natural charcoal, lemon, mint, and zinc, while Pepsodent Hairball Toothpaste is infused with a unique blend of green tea and hairball extracts. Always remember to brush your teeth in the morning and before you sleep at night. Pepsodent is recommended by the Ghana Dental Association. Nice one. 97.3 CDFM 741. More announcements coming up shortly. Today, for some strange reason, I want to start with this whole return of artifacts. Yeah. I, I think it's a very interesting story that after the Sagrenti War of 1874, you know, apparently, so the people, <laughs> after the war, they looted our things and sent it to wherever they sent it. And then they went to auction it. And then a museum purchased the things. And as Antony went back to the UK to negotiate, then they are bringing it back. But it's going to be here for a few years, you know. So we'll see how that pans. I'll be speaking to one of the consultants on the project, uh, Ivor Ajimandria, on this matter shortly. We'll also get into the uh, coup plot and the jailing of six people. Indeed, the sentencing of six people by hanging. By hanging. And of course, the, the acquittal of three of them as well. But there are a few more requests coming in on the yeah, show Bernard, this morning. Yes, this morning I want to. I, I'm feeling big. You want to celebrate the big? I'm feeling big. Right. You know, when you mention three towns in your high school. <laughs> What's going on? What's going you on? You know. <laughs> What's going on? Bernard. Yes. So this morning I want to celebrate a brother, a friend, a colleague, mm-hmm. and a scholar. All right. All right. And I'm talking about Mr. Caleb Setoglu. Caleb Setoglu. Yes. Caleb Setoglu. Setoglu. Yes. All right. And who is he? What has he done? What now, is, what is his achievement? Caleb Setoglu is an alumnus of the Three Sound Senior High School. All right. They're new in the Volta region. All right. Where he studied languages and literature. And subsequently, he received an offer of admission under the less endowed school admission policy right. to undertake studies in French uh, language uh-huh. at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. Setoglu. Yes. Caleb. Yes. Unfortunately, uh-huh. he could not accept the offer due to the inability of his parents to financially support his education. So what happened to him? Fast forward, Bernard. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Now, in 2018, uh-huh. Caleb secured admission to the University of Ghana okay. to pursue a Bachelor of Arts degree in French, Is it? Spanish, uh-huh. and Linguistics. Well? Hmm. Now, as a combined major student in French and Spanish, mm-hmm. he is set to graduate with FGPA. Of 3.95. Bernard, did you come out the... the Accumulative uh, grade point average mm-hmm. of 3.9. Exactly. That's three ab- point, it's not 3.9. There's 5. That's <laughs> absolutely insane. Uh, yes. That's almost 4.0. 3.95. Why? What has he been eating? He gained the spotlight mm-hmm. in his third year of study at the University of Ghana when he topped the year abroad scholarship list for both spanish and french departments now faced with the two options is he deferred his request or what no 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 I'm, I'm actually celebrating the young one <laughs> ah, okay, I he deferred his program for a year to avail himself the scholarship for, for the scholarship and taking a study 
of the Spanish language, culture and literature at the esteemed University uh, of Salamanca. Is that how you pronounce it's it? Salamanca is in yeah, Spain. Yeah. In Spain. Yeah. Bernard, mm -hmm. the long and short of, of the it, long story exactly, is, that is that <clears throat> this January, mm -hmm. a short, a few days ago, mm -hmm. Caleb graduated as the valedictorian of, of the College of, of Humanities mm -hmm. at the University of Ghana. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yesterday, they graduated. So this gentleman who couldn't go to school because mm -hmm. of financial difficulties, exactly. as fate would have it, mm -hmm. and as God would direct his path, mm -hmm. has now turned to become the valedictorian. The stone the builders rejected Charlie. has become is the head of the corner. Charlie. This is the Lord's doing. Charlie. And it is marvelous in our Charlie. lives. Charlie. It's a Charlie. powerful Charlie. story. Charlie. Hey, Charlie, let's put our hands together. Oh, Mr. Benedict, Mr. Benedict. No, 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 Nathan. I want to hear you say something. Uh, please, you also have to say something. Nathan, say something. No, but you have to say this. Have to say so just be clear. You're saying that the gentleman finished school many years ago. Yes. And for financial difficulties, couldn't continue. Mm -hmm. okay, so nice. he went all around, round, 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 round. Right. And then eventually managed to get admission in 2018. Yes. That's how many years later? So many about. How many years? This was what? About. So he finished. Uh, so 2013, 2014. So, so, so that's six years. Six years, yeah, mm. thereabouts. And then he managed to get into Legon. Legon. And, and smash the records there. But you know, sir, there's a small issue there. He no, entered as a growing. No, no, no. ask a question. Uh -huh. Why is it that in Ghana, when you grow, it's a crime? <laughs> no, why? 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 No, this one, I want to know. Why is it that when you were growing, it's a problem? It's like every school in Ghana. Uh -huh. Every year group has a growing <laughs> name that say you grow too much. <laughs> we had Peter Kodube. When I was no some guy called Kodube when I was in Prince, he grew. Uh -huh. And then we had another guy. He has beard. Yeah, like he was like twenty four years old or something. <laughs> so so no, no, Sky, we'll deal with this matter. Mm -hmm. You know, but I wanted to deal with the growing part too. <laughs> so congratulations to but him. Congrats to him. For congrats for, him. for defying the odds mm -hmm. and for showing that um hope deferred mm -hmm. or what's that was the expression self something deferred is not something denied something like that <laughs> you know to come back from such a big setback mm -hmm. to not only excel with 3.5 but to become the valedictorian that's right the resilience of the human yeah, spirit the and the job. excellence of Tritech. Thank you. So Bless I'm going you. to dedicate the first interview to Tritech. Bless you. But let me do the interview first because the man I'm interviewing is going somewhere. Yeah. So I beg you. All right, now this story caught our attention, Godfred and Nathan and uh, Sky. Asante regalia to be displayed in Ghana for the first time in 150 years through a significant cultural partnership between Mensha Palace Museum and the VNA and British Museum. And we are told that the Mensha Palace and the British Museum and the two the other museum announced details of an important cultural collaboration. Items of gold and silver regalia associated with the Asante Royal Court will be displayed at Palace Museum in Kumasi later this year as part of a long-term loan agreement by the uh, VNA and the British Museum. Many of these items will be seen in Ghana for the first time in 150 years. Now, this partnership we are told follows official visit to London by Otunfo, etc. etc. Et a couple of things. So, what items are we talking about? That's question number one. Okay. What are the, what's the background to this, and why is it alone, and why is it not, why are they not giving it back and apologizing? Now there were two consultants appointed by Santini to work on this project, and uh, we are told they are the people who really worked Just behind this. the scenes to make this happen. So you have um, Ivor Jmandia, uh -huh. and then you have 
um, the a former keeper of ethnography at the British Museum and vice principal of the University of Glasgow, mm-hmm. Professor Malcolm McLeod. So let's talk to Ivo Ajimandria on this. Uh, good morning, uh, Dr. Ajimandria. Thanks for joining us. Uh, good morning. This seems like an important story. It's on all the websites, it's on all the major newspapers. What is the significance of this development where looted Asante relics are returning home after 150 years? Well, as you said, any set of objects uh, that is 150 years old obviously will be something of interest to many people. It wouldn't need to be only of uh, uh, people of uh, Asante heritage, but others, other Africans, of course, people who are interested in heritage business and even beyond that into the global discussion of cultural economy and heritage studies. So obviously, 150 years ago, being taken away, now coming home, uh, something that is of significance in one sense that we will be able to connect the past with the present. And uh, the fact that over the last couple of months, we were able to reach some form of agreement for this to happen. Itself is a mm. testimony of the interest in multicultural uh, agreements. What kind of artifacts are we talking about? Are you able to describe some of them? These were royal regalia that were looted in 1874 from the palace in Kumasi. So there were ceremonial swords, there, there were um, ceremonial caps, and some of them very important in terms of palace uh, measurement of. Uh, Royalty. There is a Pomponcio sword that was created about 300 years ago, dating back to Confanoche. And this Pomponcio sword is what Asantignis in the past used to swear uh, the oath of allegiance to the people. And this same Pomponcio sword was used by paramount chiefs to swear uh, allegiance to uh, the Asantignis. That is one of the uh, 17 items coming from the British Museum. And and these were taken, we are told, after the Sagrenti War of 1874, correct? Yes. So how did they get from the British Army to the, the museums? Well, they were looted, and then uh, some of them were sold on the open market in London. And so some of the art collectors also bought them at the open market. And that's is typical of uh, British art collectors. After a while, some would donate some of these... Uh, bought artworks to the museums. And uh, the British Museum also bought some of them, and as it was the case with the Victoria and Albert Museum. But the the issue is, it's not also every item you see at the British Museum that was looted. For instance, there were cultural exchanges between the Asantini Osebosu and T. Bodich, who traveled to Kumasi in 1817. Some gifts were given to Bodich, who later deposited these gifts at the British Museum, 14 of them. So these are not part of the looted items, so to speak, or objects. So it's, a, it's, it's very complex. The issue of history of soft objects will define uh, which ones were looted and which were not. But basically, many of the ones you will find at the British Museum or the Victoria and Albert were looted ones. Wonderful. Now, what happened in May last year? We understand that Santini and yourself and a few others had a series of meetings with some of these directors. And what kind of discussions went on for this particular threshold to be reached? Well, this issue of bringing back the items had been on the drawing board for over half a century. 
And um, it's not just an, uh, an immediate concern. It's been something of concern to about three or four past Asantehnists. But this year is critical in the sense that it marks the 150 years of the world itself and 100 years of the return of Fajumai Prempe uh, from Erzal in Seychelles and also 25 years uh, on the stool uh, by the current Asante negotiated to the second. So whilst in London in May uh, last year and after having discussions, official discussions with the directors of this museum, he reopened discuss uh, the negotiation and then uh, asked two of us to help in the technical decisions that will be raised. And so we've been working on this in the last nine months and uh, that uh, brings us to where we are uh, today. I think the biggest question on our minds this morning is why is it a loan back to us? They took it by force. <clears throat> they sold it on the open market. It's ours. So yeah. if we've if we've come to 2024 with civilization and we know that what we did was wrong, you give it mm. back, we render an apology. Why are you loaning it back to us for six years? It's the historical antecedent of it that uh, is, uh, uh, brings itself to uh, the question you ask. Because that is true. More, uh, the, the moral right is, uh, is we're violently taken. Uh, all that. But there is also the other side to deal with. The laws of antiquity and uh, in the UK. These are national museums. We're talking of the Victorian Albert, the British Museum. They are national museums governed by very strict laws uh, bordering on antiquities of centuries old. And these laws do not permit them to engage in total deascension, that is, uh, to give back permanently objects that were taken, looted, or whatever. And so that had always been the constraining uh, factor in all the discussions that had gone on over the last 50 years. But to the extent that there had always also been a leeway that we could have these items, well, for a maximum of six years, whilst we still talk around the issues of negotiations, we talked, and under the circumstances and the trinity of anniversaries that we discussed, that, well, you can, if you can have it for six years, why not? Uh, one, is going to increase the visitor uh, tra uh, visitation traffic at the Minsha Museum itself. Already it has about 80,000 visitors a year, and the anticipation is that it could go to maybe 200,000 a year. We're talking of revenue. Uh, we're talking of um, other logistical issues that will lead to the expansion of this museum. So that whilst you're talking about the historical antecedents, the moral and the immoral aspects of that, you could also look at the economy of the objects. What would they give you? The, and these are objects that are not being exhibited at the British Museum. Well, the millions of objects that are at the British Museum, they are not being exhibited. They've been put in a central room. And so the question then is, if you are not exhibiting these objects, if you, you are not even making money out of these objects, why don't you give these objects back to the original owners? So this has been an ongoing argument internationally, among heritage and cultural mm, economy mm, mm. as to why they still keep these items because they don't exhibit them. So, In fact, yeah. a lawyer friend of mine says I should tell you that we should apply the principle of Nemo dat could non habet that mm. they looted and auctioned it. They lacked valid title. So the yeah. selling of auction was flawed in the first place. So when the thing comes to Kumasi, it shouldn't return. 
<laughs> we will discuss that too. <laughs> we will discuss that too. That's a very interesting point. I mean, some of these arguments came up, and you know, it's, it has a very emotional um, uh, uh, station. Uh, I mean, these objects, uh, what they, how they were taken, the journeys of the objects, uh, what, uh, why, and how they've been kept over the years in uh, in the British and Victoria and Albert Museum. So it's it's not only about Ghanaians talking about this, but you will be surprised about the Africans in the diaspora who identify with these objects, not only with these objects, but also with the building bronzes. And then they, in that sense, they talk in a very Pan-African sense. So that is uh, what it is. is uh, it goes beyond an ethnic enclave. It goes beyond a national, it's sort of transnational, and uh, it's interesting mm, mm. the responses that have come across. Okay, yeah. Ivor, my colleague Godfrey has a couple of questions for you. If you hold on, yeah, Godfrey. Yeah, good morning, Ivor. So, um, my mm. question is: This part of a general effort at retrieving some of these artifacts, or this is a very specific um, process that you've gone through? No, it's a general one. Um, the Wallace Collection, which also has some of these uh, objects. Uh, are interested in having discussions. And the directors of these museums will be coming to Kumasi. That is in, around April, May. Virtually all the leading uh, museum directors in the UK will be in Kumasi to continue conversations and then to co- see what other areas of collaboration that we can uh, have. But the Wallace Collection is interested in having discussions. It's also interested in looking at the possibilities of loan, long-term loans, and then... Uh, what will come out of this. So it's a concerted effort. This is just the beginning. Uh, very soon, I mean, there will be a couple of uh, objects coming in from uh, the University of California, Los Angeles. Some of these 1874 objects that were looted found themselves in the university in 1965. And the university's policy has been that all looted items should be returned to their original owners. This is specific a policy by the university, which has nothing to do with loaning or lending. So that comes direct and is permanent. Um, so also, these are all being looked into. Okay, what, what, what does this mean to the Asante kingdom, uh, you know, specifically, and to the country in general? There is a sentimental side of it that to get to know that 150, I don't think there is anybody any descendant of uh, the creators of these works who are alive in Ghana today, eventually, uh, nobody in Ghana is 150 years old. So it's something that is connecting us to how we or our people were in terms of creativity, in terms of how they were able to use gold, in terms of how they were able to use other artistic uh, properties to do things. It's a connection of the past and uh, to the present, that is very unique. And in that sense, uh, it gives that sentimental value. But then it's also something that will inspire those who are in the craft of uh, gold production. Is it something that will inspire them to look at other patterns? Is it something that will inspire them to think through? There is a Ghanaian currently working with the Victoria and Albert Museum who is trying to uh, do a gold cast of one of these objects. 
and it will be at the decorative department of the Victorian Banquet Museum. A modern, a contemporary interpretation of one of these uh, uh, objects. So to get somebody to be inspired by one of these objects, to do a contemporary interpretation of what probably it meant 150 years ago itself is, uh, is an interesting consequence. And, and finally, um, in your previous answer to Bernard, you made mention of the potential revenue implications and whatnot. Uh, have you already planned new, dis, uh, basically like a new uh, tour around this, you know, a new display sort of that will generate new interest? Or, and, and, you know, and when can we expect this? Or this just goes into the general Mencia collection? You know, well, this there's a, I think the marketing strategy is being put in place, and um, the museum will be closed down for a while because there may be other acquisition coming from other places, and then so that all these will be reorganized, and then the major marketing strategy will be in place internally, that is in Ghana and beyond, because there are journalists from Europe and other places who will be interested in writing about how these objects are faring after they had left uh, Europe, after they had left these big museums, and then uh, to where they were originally created from. I have a finally, finally for me. You know, you, you call it a loan. So are we paying anybody? <laughs> Is, are we, no. We it, not, no money it, doesn't, it doesn't come with monetary. There's no monetary involvement in this at all. They call it lending or loan. But because they have the, the buy, the loss of um, antiquity in UK, they claim ownership of these items. If they are living in the market, they, they use the term loan or lending. But it doesn't involve monetary exchange at all. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Ivo Ajimandia, and great job. Thank you. That was Ivo Ajimandia. I call him one of Ghana's foremost economic historians. Is that the right expression? Yeah, and he's been working with Asantini on this project to bring back stolen and auction artifacts from two universities, the British Museum and then the Victoria and Albert uh, Museum in the US. So, interesting story. Sky, I was quoting some legal thing that if the team reaches Kumasi, they shouldn't send it back home. Okay, you've so come to do Sagrenti War, say Garnet Wolves. Remember Sagrenti War, 1874? Mm-hmm. You've come to cause confusion, stolen mm-hmm. the thing and gone, mm-hmm. gone to auction it. Mm-hmm. Bring the thing back and it will give it back to you. Mm-hmm. Bidi? Well, that, that's one good principle in law, which says that if you are a person with a defective title, mm-hmm. you cannot pass on that defective title. That's the one I quoted, eh? Yes. In other words, if a land you have mm-hmm. does not belong to you, mm-hmm. and then you go and sell that land to Godfrey, yes. by reason of the fact that that land did not originally belong to you, uh-huh. means that Godfrey cannot now claim that, oh, uh, he got good title for so that's the name that could not have exactly. But you see, there are always conflicting principles in law, and sometimes hey. others like which one. So you have the bona fide purchaser for value without notice, in other bona words, bona fide purchaser for value without, without notice. notice. 
that that can be used to counter which basically means that what i genuinely honestly bought this material yeah without having prior notice of any looting you are buying shooting, something from a killing. british army and you don't know that they looted it and you british army is selling asante artifacts you were you, and you, and you bought it without knowing that they looted it you see you and i were not there me i'm not even asante but i don't agree that you said that <laughs> <laughs> me that you said the <laughs> me that i'm not even connected directly to that thing that thing they vex me <laughs> no 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 we shouldn't return it <laughs> they should do anything they won't return it well they I'm... should even bring back the other things they stole <laughs> oh they should bring back the other things they stole you know every time you interview the british government so oh, we have shared history and things if we have shared history uh, did you bring the things ah! back? well Bernard, as a matter of principle no, 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 bring it back. you see as a matter of principle i believe that all stolen items they should bring it back should be returned to their original places and i'm happy that in the edo area in the benin city yeah. area yeah. there's an agenda now yeah. a project is underway to ensure that mm -hmm. a museum is built yeah. for purposes of displaying all west african artifacts mm. that were stolen by the british mm. that were stolen by the french and all these people and taking away mm -hmm. and there's a campaign to bring these things back mm -hmm. i think the project which is to bring these artifacts to the muse uh, museum in kumasi is a great one mm -hmm. we should also be thinking mm -hmm. along things like this Mm -hmm. so that instead of basically confining it to uh, maybe the ashanti area other chiefs have also lost all kinds of things mm -hmm. there are chiefs whose heads were taking away we 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 would have to insist and it has to be a part of government policy yeah. that these historical or whatever artifacts should return to their country mm -hmm. and let us monetize them properly let I, us I, teach I, our kids now, the history uh, now, of our now i want to even go on the heritage caravan because you know almost every year they pass through the Misha museum i don't know if this year they will i mm -hmm. Sure, but it will be really interesting to even see because he was ever saying that they will close the museum and reopen it. Yeah, I don't know if it will coincide with anything, but now it raises the stakes for me, you know. And also, look, we are in a global era. For me, I, I think that it may sound like I'm being a petty, but sky when you talk to Western countries and they sort of admit that there was slavery and things, and then people say we don't need reparations and we things, do need sky countries that were brutalized by war. You know, there was a whole Marshall plan to help them develop. Yeah. And we were systematically raided. Mm -hmm. Our cultural artifacts, our, our people, people were taken. So if we agree that we want to come clean on the table, you know, you must come with something. Mm -hmm. So don't come and give me rhetoric with nice speeches, like maybe the British Prime Minister comes to Africa and says something nice. And then on the one hand, they are loaning back something they stole. They stole. No, and I mean, you know, that is, I'm even annoyed. You see, you see, <laughs> how do you loan something that you took? You, I mean, basic issue. Once you've, it, some of the investors have agreed that anything that was looted should be returned. Yeah, that's the. And it should be returned unconditionally, and it shouldn't only apply to the VNA university. It should apply to all the things in the museum you see so those are matters that the executive and the house of commons mm -hmm. and, and, and 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 the related institutions would have to take a decision yeah. on because it's a national policy there's a national policy that governs these things in the uk you cannot just get up and say that oh yeah you are you are saying national policy saying you know what annoys me the, the british have this way they go about their rhetoric oh, it's rule of you know rule. it's like oh we are we are promoting democracy in other countries we are interested in good governance Charlie, you came to cause confusion here. We, and you damaged things. Yes. And the things are there. The people who did it, if their grandchildren are there, they should even so. I'm even angry. No, I agree with you that we should be angry about this. 
because the historical See, injustice if the is thing completely gets unacceptable. Here, yes. They should just do some things. You can't carry it back again. Oh, that one we need to go ah. and see. Some no, we don't have to even <laughs> go to the court. Don't even go to court. You come to steal my thing 150 years ago uh-huh. and you brought the thing back to me. Uh-huh. And then you say that it's a loan for six years. Yeah, but they see there's ah. rule the of law. Of my house, the cheek of it. A rule of law. You know, when they did rule it. Rule of which law? When they did it, it was under Sky. A, Sky. A, a monarch Sky. that was... Um, materialistic and unjust law is no law at all. <laughs> the so-called historical artifact law, sky. Uh-huh. You, I am in my territory. Yes. You come to come and cause confusion in yes. Ghana. Yes. Don't forget the Sagranti war. Ashanti was fighting the British because they were trying to get access to the coast, yeah. and the British were coming to cause confusion here. Charlie, it was. You now you finish your war, mm-hmm. then you go to the palace and collect things and send it to, and, and you are not. You went to sell it. And you chop the money. You see, Bernard. And now you are bringing the thing back. Then you say that you loan it to me. You see, it was previously the law that when you no, 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 attack, no, no. now that we've agreed that you should bring it back by loan, I think that one should just be a rule. They've managed to negotiate that you should bring it back by loan, so we say no problem, loan. But when the thing gets to this country, never. That will not be lawful. We'll, no, we will be arrested. If I when the thing when the thing when the thing comes to Ghana, the government should arrest the thing and lock the key and tell the British government that the thing is under arrest. No, that will create a diplomatic it will create anything. Row. And, and which I do not think that ah, is. It will create what? We'll tell them is What have they I given mean, back to us for the things they did to us? We I'm shouldn't saying, give it back. I'm saying. Sky, that. this should be the turning point of our saying to the British and yeah. the imperialists that it enough is enough. Yeah, you see. What kind of law, what kind of law is this? That you've taken something from me by force. Yes. If you are saying we are in a new era, uh-huh. global partnerships, yes. global cooperation, come off. Uh-huh. Then you are loaning to me for six years. Can I just have a word? No, you can't. Previously, it was the law mm. that when you attack a people and yeah. you successfully defeat them, yes. the spoils of war yes. become yours, uh-huh. right? Uh, yeah. So, under such regimes, all kinds of things were done. Mm. People were forcibly taken, their possessions. Yeah. So, it happened under those circumstances. Yes. Now, these guys went there. We don't know the circumstances under which the auction was done. And I was raising a legal principle to say that... We understand the law, uh-huh. but you see, we are saying that but it's wrong the, yes, but what they did was also wrong you see the constitution of the republic of ghana ah, enjoins us to do what to respect diplomacy what to diplomacy to, to respect you know our relationship with other countries but have they respected our relationship with us you see that was so many even now ago. even now people and the way no, to no, cure no. it no. is to not no, the way to cure it is for us to make a statement but that, that statement will be that once this thing has touched this country, it mm. is not going back. And we'll send them another list and say, by the way, <laughs> these ones that you stole to, this is the preparation you must pay. Bernard. We must reopen. <laughs> See, in the U.S., there's this whole de- revisionist. Ask Godfrey. Mm. There's a whole debate. This Harvard president who was removed. There's a whole debate mm-hmm. around denying what the, the, the people did to us. Mm-hmm. They are trying to revise the, the notes on slavery. Mm-hmm. Correct? There's a technical yes. expression mm-hmm. for it. It's a big debate. Mm-hmm. Okay? People have committed atrocities. Mm-hmm. And they don't want our children to know those atrocities. And they are using all kinds of di- di- diplomatic flip-flopping to change their discourse. And I'm saying that mm-hmm. one way we can assert ourselves is to say, no, we, we, have, we can't put a value on human life. But you, you messed up our system. And they have to accept responsibility. You see, and all the... When COVID came, when mm-hmm. COVID came, mm-hmm. they were keeping... They, they were keeping... What do you call it? They are, they are, they are vaccines yeah, that they yeah. couldn't use. And they sent it to us one mm-hmm. week to expiry date. Mm-hmm. The people treat us with disdain. So we shouldn't also allow them to carry. You understand? We mm-hmm. should, for me, dear, no. We should make, say, why? What can they do? 
All I need, you see, you want to spark a diplomatic row when you engage in conduct. We want to I just spark, uh, we want to awaken the African continent to tell the people that enough is enough. Bernard, we don't want to spark we, any diplomatic we, 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 can, we can still push oh. for reparation. We, won't send we can still, still push for a correction of the historical injustices where we have suffered by engaging in proper di- diplomacy. We've done it for not gangho confiscation of what we believe. We we have a right to we have we have we have a right to take back what was stolen from us. It is our it is part of our cultural heritage. And the, it was brutal colonial thievery. That did what they did. I don't decide. Fine, they didn't profit from it because they didn't exhibit it in a normal museum. The honorable thing to do is to bring it back with a letter of apology and add a few thousand pounds to it. That's what you do. You don't know <laughs> about to me. A dollar. Ah! Man, what are you saying? I am saying. You've come to my house to steal my thing. <laughs> then we are saying we are in peace time. Then I say that because you stole it in war time, you can't return it. It's like saying that me knew Kung Tokwa. Uba me fear every family TV calling. And say because we are all fighting. Uh-huh. Now we are in peace and we are talking. And so because when I was fighting with you, it was a fight. That car has stolen. They're still for me. Mm-hmm. But you can loan the car to me for, for two weeks. Because How absurd does that sound to you? No, no. You see, it is once we're in a new era, a new on. law must apply. Hold on. The old law is gone. Hold on. Wait, wait, Bernard. You see, ah. there was. A negotiation that went on yeah. between two yeah. equal parties yes. who came to the table yes. knowing full well yes. what they were asking for. Yes. So our party yes. that went there, yes. of course, was well aware of the circumstances yes. of the, the confiscation or yes. the looting of these items. Yes. And they went there willingly without yes. a gun to no their problem. head. It's a tra- it's a and said that... Yes. <laughs> It's a strategy. You must act, so we, we you must act with good faith. Oh no! But you said that you are bringing no, these. When we came back to Ghana, the gods said they don't agree for the thing to go. Negotiate <laughs> no. with the gods. That is exposed facto rationalization ah. of misconduct. You went there. You, you knew very well that you wanted this thing to come and stay. You know that when they came to tell us to sign the bond of 1844, they told us that they were coming to protect us. The data was coming to take our gold and sell it. Yeah, but they know the lies they told us before they but, took but, our things. But two wrongs do not do not do not. No, it's negative, do. negative make positive. It has. <laughs> two, two wrongs don't be. No, the right. person who did that doesn't know mass. Yeah. Ah. If you ne- negative two minus two, what will you get? Minus negative two. What are you? Let's act with good faith. If we said we were returning it in three years, we should return it. We've changed our mind. And then launch a campaign. In fact, I want to even launch that, a campaign that Argentina yes. should not return it. <laughs> because of what you have even done, I'm going to even launch an online campaign. I'm going to get one million signatures. We are not returning anything. For what? To go and do what today? Is that his home? Because somebody... Do you know that even the families of the blacksmiths and the ghosts who did this, have they been paid? No, no. The people who were killed... For this thing to be taken, I agree with you there. Do you know how families were destroyed? Bernard, I can ask. I and they, they have they have auctioned it and made money for me to do. Do you know the number of our historical artifacts in London? I agree with you. This should be the beginning, and I think our president should take the lead because our president knows London very well. Uh-huh. He should give make a phone call to Rishi Sunak. I said, "Kwetienu, nini nini juu? Can you be a baby and tone? No, kete na kanya 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 because biyane Ghana and UK were on good terms. We are the main ally in West Africa. No, if they don't want any problem with us, they should." add other things and bring it now Bernard. but yes. it doesn't just happen like that. i just told you there's a whole legal regime and public policy that governs you know how is these things are of you are, i'll go to law school so you are prime minister cannot without any proper you know legal foundation oh, say oh i am returning these as, things as by law, law. because it looks like there, there has to be due process of law what due process and i'm saying that Bernard. Yes, these people came, and, they stole these items, no they, they went there and, and they sold it. 
but somebody bought yeah. it. When it comes to national pride and history, yes. it's not it's not rule of law matter. We have a right. You see what the people did to us. It's not just the economic thing. It's humiliating and dehumanizing. I agree with you. So if something that legitimately belongs, if there's a proper international court system, mm-hmm. even me with not a non-lawyer can go and argue that. Look, put. I give you a simple example. Mm-hmm. You've come to my house during a chaotic period mm-hmm. to come and do butu butu. Mm-hmm. It was a martial law. Mm-hmm. You came to fight and you took my my car. Mm-hmm. And then we said, okay, that's 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. We are in peace time. We are discussing. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, my children say they want to see their car. Mm-hmm. Give me the car. So you are loaning the car for me for three months. Mm-hmm. If you're a good person, you say, look, I took this car from you and that by force. Mm-hmm. So be, with all good conscience, I'm going to give you the car back and pay you compensation for stealing the car if you have any good sense. But you don't, you, you don't say that because you negotiated that you loan it to me. I should respect the law of loaning it to you. You in your negotiation, didn't you have the guilty conscience to tell you that something you stole should be brought back? You see, so the question... The question Why? So I, I don't have power. So I went as um, a Ghanaian to mm-hmm. go and negotiate. I can't go and put a gun to your head mm-hmm. because you're more powerful than me. Mm-hmm. But you, the guy who's giving it back to me, mm-hmm. you, should have the, the, you should have the moral rectitude to say that mm-hmm. if Asantini has come to London to mm-hmm. talk about these artifacts, mm-hmm. we should have the good sense to return it. We shouldn't, we shouldn't even have, you shouldn't even write in letter to say you should loan it. You should have, you should tell us something that we are sorry for what we did mm-hmm. and we are returning it. And because of the f- collective future we want to have, mm-hmm. do you understand? We are mm-hmm. adding other things to it. Mm-hmm. So the Asantini went to ask, he went to do the honorable thing. He is the bigger man. Mm-hmm. But they should have had the right sense to say, we are going to give this back to you with other goodies. You see, so do you uh, understand what yeah, I'm saying? So right. it's not a legal argument I'm making. Uh, you are making a moral argument. Yes. Right and, and it, it is, it behoves on the British government. Mm. To, to identify the crimes they committed in those areas mm-hmm. and find other ways. We are, we are talking about discussions around compensation, reparations. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. So, in fact, I was at a program recently and a developer was saying that he believes that reparations, if they are paid, they should use the reparation to do infrastructure. Mm-hmm. We have a big infrastructure deficit, education deficit. Our people have been left behind in many areas. Mm-hmm. And people use our resources to develop their economies mm-hmm. to the detriment of our people our people now even go back and work there for them mm-hmm. development is not just hard economic calculations mm-hmm. development is also moral it's also psychological mm-hmm. do you understand me yes. and one of the reasons why we are at the bottom of the food chain is that we've never had a fair playing ground to discuss anything mm-hmm. when they finished destroying germany and italy didn't they give them the marshall plan like, didn't, they, didn't they put money together to rebuild them? Is it because they are of the same race? Well, so why can't we also say, mm-hmm. do you know how many people were taken from here? Go to the same slave river. Mm-hmm. Go and see what they did. They took, uh, they branded human beings, mm-hmm. put them in ships like, like, like sardines, and went to uh, plant cotton to develop their co- economies. Mm-hmm. The economies were based on who? Mm-hmm. And all those things they did. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. People went to pick cotton in fields. All kinds of atrocities. Yes. Then you want us to forget it and say we have new partnership. New partnership, my foot. We don't have any partnership. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have any partnership that does not acknowledge mm-hmm. the evil that you did and that does not give us a proper way of correcting that wrong. It's not a partnership. Bernard, you see, it's I, an imposition. Yeah, you see, I, 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 agree, I agree with you in large parts um, about some of the submissions that you've made. Except to say that, look, I mean, even if you talk about slavery, there are those who quickly point out that, look, we were also willing participants in all of these things. There were relations of ours in the Keta areas, in the Seva areas, in the Adafione areas, 
who were taken out because they were accused of having committed one crime or the other and they were sold into slavery so we also contributed to yes, it now i agree with the argument in, about there was an economic system put in place financed by the government of those countries to make it lucrative yes there are people who will always be sold as slaves but i'm saying that the systematic way in which it was done mm. the companies that were formed mm. and how that contributed to the british economy mm. is something we cannot gloss over i agree with you that yes we cannot gloss over those things but you see over now final conclude in because it is important we also acknowledge our own role in it see people systematically as a matter of let me just their show. own you know local policy and imperialist agenda went into other villages raided those and places let me caught people let me something sold them into slavery we have to acknowledge that as well you just mentioned nigeria mm -hmm. in 2020 2020 a campaign was launched permanently return stolen artifacts in British museums back to Nigeria. Yes, a that's, petition. I spoke about in that. In 1897, British mm. troops stole some 4,000 sculptures from the Royal Palace after a punitive expedition, an invasion into the Kingdom of Benin, Edo State, now southwestern Nigeria. Mm. Over a century later, surviving bronzes are on display at museums in the UK, Germany, Austria, and the United States, but mm. not in Nigeria, their country of origin. Mm -hmm. Right? And they put up a petition to say that the UK should return Ten. its Benin bronzes and basically without any condition that is what we should be doing that is the use yeah. of due process of law due process it's a petition it, a petition is, is due process you can't say that hey prime minister i'm giving you 24 hours oh, you have to return no, without saying, regard to what saying, rules govern the regime what no i'm saying that you see when we talk about rules uh -huh. the person coming to the rule what rule did he use to take what he took <laughs> you see we are yeah, not making the thing look like there's some law be that they have obeyed that but we are not the people be, they basically behave like bandits uh -huh. that's true do you understand uh -huh. so <laughs> if by negotiation can you understand you this way <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're saying <laughs> like what, i am saying what, that what, 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 you see, what, what, i'm making a simple good faith argument i get you you and i sat at table you knew that i came to steal this thing away yes. from you right the only way you got it back was through the means of the conversation yeah, so had. let's have a conversation that oh bro this thing you came to steal it the six years is up uh, can yeah. i can i continue to keep it oh of course you can negotiate that's what i'm saying that let us not put her why should i negotiate a gang you've taken something from me why should i negotiate take it back why i'll give you a simple example you came to my house during chaos they said there was and you came to steal my car or you came to steal my bicycle and you took it by force uh, under no law Ten years later, say we are there was a law what that law? law required that when you enter a place you successfully defeat yeah. them you are entitled to the spoils of war are we still in war? You see, but I'm are we saying still in that war? our regimes are we, are have we moved war? on. Yes. So when our parties from here went into the UK to negotiate, yes, it could have been that they insisted, they ought to have insisted that look, you guys came to steal these things from yes. us. You have not paid reparation for them. Yeah. You have kept them for over a century. It cannot be right. It cannot be moral. It cannot be lawful in your respectful view. And that that heritage must see some restitution. The, the things that were stolen would have to be returned. And you make a moral case before the in people fact, of the According UK. to Ivor, one of the investors has even agreed that all stolen artifacts should be returned. So it means that there's even an acknowledgement in some of the places already. Yeah, so what we're asking for is not even complicated. universities don't determine public policy in the UK. No, once the investors hold the... the okay, so the museum yes. that is owned... Fine, I get your point. Uh -huh. So investors can return the one that's in their possession. But the museum of history or whatever in London may not... But the museum... Are, are you telling the museum board or whatever runs the museum cannot say that 
it is not it's no longer conscionable to hold these artifacts in our in our in our in our uh, whatever they call the, those places so we have to return it do they need to go to british parliament to change that law you see so the the rules governing the process must be properly engaged that's what i'm saying that i agree but you so, and so, i can draft make, a petition I agree, but let's not make it seem as if in life mm-hmm. it's only black letter law that persists there's also moral law no i agree with you, do you know what i'm saying so when i say i'm coming on uh-huh. because you you have you're talking about the contract and the sanctity of the contract and all mm-hmm. that and i'm saying that life is ruled by laws there's natural law there's moral law mm-hmm. there's also constitutional law mm-hmm. okay now there are hierarchy of laws and i'm saying that in this specific case yes. stealing is a moral what they did was mm-hmm. a moral wrong they did yes so you. moral law must apply over whatever law you are using because in the specific case study we are discussing mm-hmm. the, the 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 offense was an egregious moral evil so let's apply moral law and not apply the the law that you went to read that makola to it because if yeah. if i go by the you makola know, law you went to read uh-huh. i will lose this case uh-huh. but i'm saying that uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what, to what, they, what and, and you see that's why god, god is there are so many you laws see, there, there's natural law in your body uh-huh. there's physical laws <laughs> gravity is the laws yeah. the law you can go to law school but you can't you can't you can, law school cannot help you overturn gravity mm-hmm. so no matter you are a professor of law unless you engage an abstract a plane cannot fly you cannot tell a plane to fall down because gravity is a law that exists and i'm saying that moral law is there on its own too so yes it, they may not use moral law in our courts but yeah, our courts is not everything yeah but it's not everything that what is done by our courts Bernard, you see the, the, our courts cannot bring the dead man back you see, to life Bernard, you? Bernard, you see Do you know I mean? so Bernard. let's not make everything law 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 Bernard, you see i am an no. officer of the courts of the republic of ghana but this matter is not in and court. i'm sitting it's on a platform no hold on let me make my submission and I'm sitting on a platform. Which platform you are using to say yes. that when these things get to Ghana, yes. let us hold them, yes. let us seize them, yes. and let us not return them yes. to the people of the UK. Who stole it? I am telling you respectfully that if you look at the provisions of our constitution, okay. we are enjoined yes. to ensure that our dealings with other countries, yes. those dealings are consistent with international practice, law, and conduct. Fair enough. Which and in keeping with that, hold on, hold on, let me, let me make well, no, Go ahead. And uh, in keeping with that, mm-hmm. if you feel so strongly about what was done so many centuries ago, yes. and I agree with you that yes. there was so much historical yes. injustice, yes. and I agree that we have to take concrete steps yes. to ensure that these things return to our country. Fair enough. Where I depart from you yes. violently <laughs> is the suggestion <laughs> that... Violently. And you are Violently. Is the suggestion that yes. when these things leave the UK yes. and get to Ghana, the US. we as a people yes. should use the brute force we should use the human of humanity. Are we even going to Kumasi? Okay, first of all, which law <laughs> in all the Mokola law we learned uh-huh. says that if somebody stole something from me uh-huh. and I managed to convince the person to give it back to me, mm-hmm. I should return it to the Steve. Okay, so which, which law in the world? So you see, Bernard, I told Simple you. Question. Hold on, I told you, I told you that. There's a principle in law that states that bona fide purchaser for value without notice. That principle basically tells you that when someone goes to buy something without previous notice of the wrongful manner in which it was acquired, the person bought it genuinely. So ignorance is an excuse? No, it is not. It's even fair ignorance. You you, you Uh, and I do not know those facts. That does business with the army of a colonial power is telling you that they don't know that the thing was stolen. 
Is that what you're going to defend in which court? In which court? Bernard, you see, bro, I'm saying that. The law is the non COVID That that one is the one we are using. We are not using. We are not using your own. We are using. Where is the things that the lawyer been said? We are using that. We are using Nemo that code non. Habet. That's the one we are using. We are not using your listeners. Please Google Nemo that code non habet. Don't forget Aboriginal right protection. You see, that is the thing about Ghana that I like. There's a precedent. Most East African countries, their lands and South Africa are owned by colonialists. Our people in the very, very early years of Gold Coast, uh-huh. they took a ship and went to British Parliament and went to argue that you cannot, because on the on the basis of any protection of fantasies, take our lands for the Queen. Yes. Our lands belong to us. Yes. That's why we don't have cattle ranches belonging to Westerners in our country. That was due process. And I'm saying that they went to argue yes. and they used all the laws in their toolkit. Yes, that was due process. So you see, that's what I'm telling you. Yes. That it is possible. The history that we have in this country supports the fact that it is possible to get the British people but to look at their own laws and conduct themselves it, consistent inter- with what the law says. International discussions about reparations are not are not on are not a level playing field. If it's a con- if it's a dispute over a, a, if it's a dispute over a, con- a normal contract, yes. all right, that would have applied. So you see, when you say due process. Mm-hmm. I am saying that this is a very peculiar issue. That's why Ivor kept telling you that this is the history of he calls it his he call it history law of history or something mm. law of historical artifact. So it's a very peculiar thing. Yeah. Because there's a lot of moral weight, there's a lot of weight applied to the history uh-huh. and the moral issue. So let's go to the UK. Why yeah. should we go to the UK? Uh, no, so that we engage. Why, why, you see, that's my challenge. The, the system that they have created will never will never give us justice because but, it's their system. But, but the, 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 the whole law we are learning and dressing like them, uh, they created the thing to favor themselves. For the records, for the records, you can see how I'm dressed. No, I'm saying that the whole <laughs> the whole common law yes. and the whole thing they yes. do. No. I am not saying law is a bad thing. Yes. Hmm. The colonialism and education helped to know many things. Uh-huh. But I'm saying that, guys, sometimes we have to see that look. Uh-huh. International courts, the, the very system, for example, arbitration. Mm-hmm. Okay, a country goes to an agreement with a company over its minerals. Then there's a dispute. Then they say they go to arbitration. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, the company with all the things they do will win. I am saying that we have to be very careful. We, we have to be very careful how we subject ourselves to these called interna- these so-called international systems. The truth is that our countries have made ourselves weak. So we are not... See, Sky. If the UK I'm people... In, Sky, not if, if, if the UK... If, if it wasn't, what if, if it wasn't mm-hmm. because... If, if this was a dispute between Germany and England mm-hmm. or a dispute between China and England, mm-hmm. it would be a different discussion because <laughs> the countries involved have accumulated the economic and military power to speak on the same level. Uh-huh, you see, you see. Yes, and so I'm saying what I'm saying to you, mm. I'm not saying we should just recklessly go. I'm saying let's make a statement that even though we know that you are teaching us, we are aware that what you are doing is wrong. Mm. And sometimes you have to take a stand, a principal position, uh-huh. test the system and say, look, any right-thinking international commentator uh-huh. cannot oppose Ghana if we say that this six-year thing, no, uh-huh. yeah, this 
Bernard. We will we will not return it. They should go to court. You see, you see, they should go to court. You see what I'm saying? They should go and apply that law there. You have been violently submitted. I believe, for the record, I believe in the rule of law. I believe that it is possible to engage the due processes of law to get these items returned to the Republic of Ghana and to my good friends in the Ashanti region. I, I want to join. I want, to, what, I want to petition. What? 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 I disagree with. Yes. Fully. Yes. And finally, uh-huh. and conclusively, uh-huh. with yes. is the suggestion that we should use the brute force of law. To detain these items no, should, after no, submitting no, no, no. We ourselves, use, we should use what I call willingly. We should use sleight of hand, not brute, not brute force. I'm not saying <laughs> use brute force. We don't have the power. Of hand. We should. Use, we, I, I'm not saying we should go and beat anybody. Yeah, I'm saying that when the thing comes here, we should keep it. We should use all means. What is spiritual or what? Is spiritual spiritual means. Means. Now, what is spiritual? Means. Means. The Lord has inspired. Somebody says, "Listen, let's even mix things." Somebody says, "We should pour some powder on the thing." The thing cannot move again. Sky, Sky. There was, there was, there was a. We know you are from a town to many of them. There was a, there was a Beninwa chief. Yeah, yeah. Beyonce, Sky. The people said they were going to take his people out. Do you know how long it took for that ship to move? Yeah. 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 Not, he, he told the French people, like, move the ship. if they put him yes. on that ship, yes, the ship will move. The ship won't move. Hey, that one, uh, the the manion, yeah. So they put him Why on did they the ship. No, come here, the manion, yeah. They anchor, and the ship still did. Yeah. Yeah. told them. Yeah. That's, that's, that's in the higher spiritual yeah. level. Yeah. 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 Let our powers come back anywhere. Coming from Chase, she says, Better tell Sky all immoral laws must be disobeyed. Better don't mind Sky, the UK trade lawyer. Good morning, better than team. I am disappointed. What's the constraining factor in the British returning stolen items, David from Tema? What about security of the artifacts? Also, is there a national museum that will display these artifacts? The Mensha has a very, very popular museum. The government should use this opportunity to renovate the Mensha Museum and put all for the, for the new things that we are going to collect. Yeah, but I've, uh, I've made men that they are going to renovate. That they are shutting it down for a Thank while you. to put things in place. It's very important uh, to accommodate the potential influx that we are going to renovate. Based receive. on the campaign, we are Thank going you. to <laughs> more comments. <laughs> this doesn't make sense at all, in my yes. opinion. Yes. Can't we argue it out and bring it back permanently? Mm-hmm. Eugene from Moses Bernard, you're feeling. This morning is how the okay Palestinians feel, except that this is not stolen artifacts, mm. but land. Mm. Okay, uh, sometimes lawyers pa ah. sky. Let me eat my white chain. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what your colleague is forgetting is that the fact that something is legal does not mean it's right Thank or morally right. Thank you. Slavery was once legal. Thank Apartheid you. was once legal. Thank you. Better than cool. The worst law in democracy are the downfall of Africa. Are let you? us let us know she can go this issue about ancient artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> ah, uh, this is just grammar. Uh, Once this thing has started down in Ghana, we must not return it to what kind of law is that? That is still my property and I want to loan it back. Let our woman if you are right to us and say this one. We have a we have a stake in this matter. This is not leaving our shores again. Uh, ah, what I say? Bernard. Ah. Allow the thing to come first, <laughs> Bernard. I just you are talking. Just allow uh, it to okay, come. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Let's not say anything. Uh, let the thing come. Kasa. Okay, Emedua. Let the thing come. Let me come and pick it up and we'll show you something. <laughs> we'll show you something small. Sky, go and sit down. 
Bernard, okay, this is Bernard. I'm with you. This guy should stop the English. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was Bernard. Let them bring it before. Mm-hmm. We will show them something small. <laughs> Don't mind Sky. Tonya <laughs> Koku. These people take us for diplomatically diffused bombs. Otherwise, how does this blatant seduction of our highest service be countenanced? Oh, Charlie. <laughs> Sky, they say it should be on the national legal team with the vehemence with which we watch the black stars. Tell them that white teeth are no guarantee against bad breath. Piao! Nanasa, say greet you. The sky should stop trying to defend the British. The artifacts should not and must not be taken. He's not trying to defend the British. Yeah, let's get it right. He's making a case of law. Yes. yes. Some, ag- some, some might argue with the question where would we have been if they hadn't come? Okay. Uh, sky, hey, Aloski, they should just make fake ones. And give it to the British. Ah, I'm ah, surprised ah, our politicians can sue the citizens, but they can't sue foreigners to front ah, it. Ah, <laughs> Charlie, drop Buffalo. Buffalo. Okay, I'll finish. This is the news. John Kelly says, mm-hmm. Bernard, you are 101% right. If the thing comes, you should just apply some powder on the thing. It will not move. <laughs> if you think that is right, you can't move it again. <laughs> well, Zacchaeus did exactly what you are fighting for, Bernard. Kudos. Kiss off from Rich. Bernardino. Okay, all right. That's why it's uh, uh, Bernard. I'm feeling this morning upon the return of the stolen artifact. Bernard, Bernard Tuasu. Tuasu. Yes. Bernard, the white man needs to return everything mm. they took from us. Mm. Include, uh, include, took from us. While we also return what we took from them, mm. including their religion. Says, ah. <laughs> 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 I applaud you, Bernard. This discussion must be elevated. I'm telling you. Sky, we understand your argument. But we must get angry yes. to stand up for what is rightfully ours. But I'll take the advice of the people. Let's not. Let's wait. Uh, so yes, bra- let's wait. Let's wait. <laughs> Let the thing come. No, so, okay, so we won't do anything. You no, bring no, it. No. <laughs> The problem is the latinate voluptuousness of many of our the, the what? The latinate voluptuousness of many of the, our, our, our women. And, and the Gallic laziness of many of our men. That is basically the reason why we have this trend. America Stolen from Africa was actually stolen from Africa. You know, this is an edited version. The original song, he said it was stolen from Africa. <laughs> Get the version on the um, Confrontation album. Yes. Confrontation. You have messages? I oh, want, plenty. Say something. Plenty, 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 plenty. Ah, I just okay, wanted Nathan, um, Nathan to do a few things. <laughs> Alright, so the Vodafone Cash Special Bundle just got sweeter with the new Vodafone Cash Special offer. With only five CDs, you get 200 minutes of talk time valid for seven days to all networks. Make calls to all networks all week long at the best value on Vodafone Cash Special Voice Offer. Just dial star 110 hash to purchase your bundle or visit my Vodafone app to make your purchase. Connect with your loved ones with the Vodafone Cash Special Bundle. And the- 
<laughs> now, did you know that FBN Bank was rewarding its customers in the Achit Deposit and Win promo from now till March 2024? Well, now you do. To participate, you must be a customer of the bank. Make a deposit of 550 CDs into your current or savings account. Then earn attract, an attractive 5% interest rate per annum by moving the deposit into a call account and you can win great prizes. To find out more, call 0596-921-921 or visit any FBN Bank branch. Achit, sir. FBN Bank, you first. Now, the second edition of the highly anticipated Africa Prosperity Dialogues is here, mm. and it's a conversation that will bring together Africa's biggest political and business leaders to meet and take actionable and bankable decisions towards building a single African market. It will take place uh, from the 25th to the 27th of January at the Pedriasi Presidential Lodge in uh, Ebree Hills in the Eastern Region. If you want to take part, call 053-616-7567 or 053-609-8325. Africa Prosperity Dialogues 2024, delivering prosperity in Africa, produce add value trade. Now, if insurance is your biggest headache, Downwell Insurance is there for you. They've been uh, in that space for over 30 years and their claims capacity is the one that you have to experience for yourself call them on 050 or send a whatsapp message to 0501-687-806 to get all the info you need and if you want to call them you can get them on 0242-439-488 or 0302-763065 that one assurance if it must be done it must be done well We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with more. Plus, the ECG boss will talk to us about the feasibility of applying this VAT on electricity. Lots of comments still coming in on this, our case study. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
In the meantime, a few ready requests. Please wish a spirit-filled happy birthday to Madame Felicia Mate of Every Child Ministry, Ghana. Words are not enough to express how thankful I am to God for your life. I wish many more years in good health and more money. Happy birthday from God in Tenge. And another one coming in. Good morning, Bernard. Today is my brother, Dr. Godfrey Okreku's birthday. Please play a song for him. He's an odd dear too. I think he completed in 1987. Upper six. He's listening all the way from Poland. Coming from your brother, Dr. Yao Okreku Irenchi. Dr. Godfrey Okreku. Tell the children the truth. But Mal is advising us. Well. He says we 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 have been treading on the wine press for too long. We have to rebel. Yeah. Don't you like this song? Yes, guy, don't you? Oh, it's a beautiful song. It speaks song. to the soul. Yeah. It, it, it speaks to the facts. It's advising you to. Historical yeah. injustice. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah, well. Except that I believe yeah. the yeah. due yeah. process yeah. of law. In the meantime, the Heritage Caravan, which will take us through about 14 regions in the country between the 3rd and the 10th of March, is officially sold out. The buses are ready, participants are eager, itinerary is loaded. Pack your bags and get on Heritage Caravan from the Greater Accra region, the Volta region, the Eastern region, Bono region, for region Bono East, Upper East, Northern Savannah, and Northeastern Ashanti, to Western, Northwestern Central, back to the Greater Accra region. Eight days brought to you by City TV with support from City FM, sponsored by National Lottery Authority, Royal PLC, and Hollard Insurance. I'm looking for revolutionary Bob Marley songs to play this one. Charlie, that thing just make a vex, Charlie. (laughs) But it's a very interesting text I got. I'm going to read to you. So this is a gentleman who's um, I like the way his mind works. What's he saying? So he's he's, he's, he's challenging me. Okay, let's go. So he said, Bernard, mm-hmm. Asante Empire has looted so much from Ada. Should they return it if they won the war and are entitled to spoils of war? The slave families in Osu and Cape Coast were who were the local contractors, should they not be repar- should they not pay reparation? The Kweku family, among many others, was a famous slave trading family. Should yeah. they not pay reparation? What about the people of Elmina, Osu, and Cape Coast, who knew exactly what was going on in the castles for centuries and did nothing? Should they not pay? What about the marketplace in Osu, the market people in Osu and Salaga who priced these slaves? We can only push for reparation if we have come with come clean with our own involvement in the slave trade. He goes on. Rwanda has only moved forward post genocide because they held local tribunals to account for their collective responsibility. Ghana has never done this for a tragedy that was worse than the Rwandan genocide. Before we ask London to return anything, we should ask the Aquamus to return their loot. Go for it. The Dinchar oh, to return Charlie. their loot. The Anglos to return... And the Aquamus will loot at power. Their loot. He goes on. And this argument he makes, it was Ghanaian people who took slaves all the way from Salaga to the coast. 
Malaria killed many white people who went beyond Accra. Then he goes on. The economic system benefited the Asante, the Akwamu, the Gadangbe, Angola, and many other kingdoms. Interesting. Entitlement to spoils of war is legal ownership, unfortunately. So this is one point which sort of supports Kai. Now let me read one point that supports me. <laughs> so this guy, this guy is a doctor. Yes. Who sent this one? But this one is a lawyer who supports my book. Okay. He says, Bernard, we should pass a law that stolen artifacts which come to Ghana cannot be returned. So we too will quote our law to them as the reason we cannot return them. You can make a legal argument. This was a private arrangement between Asantini and the museum. All we need to do is to have Parliament pass a stolen cultural artifacts act, which will, among other things, state that any such artifact, if they enter Ghana territory, cannot be returned. That law will frustrate the private arrangement between Mesha and them. And then he goes on. Please refer to Article 39 of the Constitution. The principle Sky is referring to is called equities, darling. It is an equitable principle. It cannot be used to support cases where the person has acted inequitably, which is the case with these stolen artifacts. So that's a lawyer also expressing a view on the matter. Now, the human papilloma virus. You may have heard about it, but do you know how it affects you? Women face a lot of challenges that may be caused by HPV. Approximately 65 women were diagnosed with HPV around the world every hour in 2018. HPV type 16 and 18 cause 66% of cervical cancers. There's a lot to learn, but it's also easy to protect yourself. Vaccination is a great way to protect yourself against HPV. Get yourself covered today. Protection starts with knowing the facts. Meanwhile, the Swedru Conversations is coming on Monday, 12 February. The Swedru alumni are organizing a conversation, an annual thought leadership event by Old Swedskonians designed to bring together the brightest minds from industry to have a conversation. This year's discussion is on the theme, Feeding Ourselves as a Nation, Perspectives on Revolutionizing Agricultural Fortunes. It's on Monday, the 12th of February, at the Asante Hall Alisa Hotel Ridge in Accra, 3 p.m. Speakers, Dr. Roger Canton, panelists, PSCA Professor Kwame J. Frimpong, PSCA Dr. Eric Thame Jekum, and PSCA Professor Festus Anno. They will delve into ways that we can transform agriculture in the country. For more information, contact your year group president, for further details, or call our global secretary 0244-940-493. Meanwhile, the Ghana Statistical Service has begun a field data collection from the 2024 Ghana Integrated Business Establishment Survey Phase 1. It's called the EBES 1. All business units found in the confines of Ghana would be enumerated. The goal of EBES 1 is to compile a detailed list of businesses capturing essential firm characteristics that contribute to the development of a robust statistical business register and other key statistical indicators to enhance national development. All business entities that actively conduct business activities as part of Ghana's economic, irrespective of status or size, should make themselves available for enumeration. Please cooperate with the IBES officials to ensure active participation in the exercise. Now, if you are looking for a one-stop solution to all your needs, then look no further than the Breeze app. It has the most affordable rights in town. You can also pay all your ECG smart meter prepaid bills as well. Instant car insurance, gas cylinder refill, 
Uh, those are other options you can get on the app. Breeze can even ship things right here to Ghana when you buy them outside the country. Download the Breeze app now on the App Store, the Google Play Store, and experience the ease of having everything you need on just one app. Mm. Now, Diamond Cement is uh, the highest quality cement on the Ghanaian market. 42.5 hour grade, that's their highest level. And they also have the 32.5 hour grade, which is more affordable. Now, if you want to buy Diamond Cement, you please deal with the factory or the company directly. Call them on 0244-313-368 or 540 or 0202-021175. Diamond Cement still hard as a diamond and if water is your concern diamonds um standard water is there for you over 25 years of experience is what they have so they are giving you sachet water bottled water water for your dispenser and customized water for your parties and other special occasions so if it's quality water you want standard water is that um, is your answer call them on zero two zero two zero five five seven zero three or zero five four seven three three four three eight five and this ad is FDA approved. thickening uh, go ahead because so apparently apparently the one of the museums the Victoria Albert Museum the what the Victoria and Albert Museum okay, the VNA, yes. contacted the Ministry of Tourism mm-hmm. uh, in relation to the return of these items and they added an agreement to it mm-hmm. now the ministry I'm told 
mm-hmm. felt that the agreement was not equitable. So they forwarded the agreement to the agent. Is it? Do you have terms of the agreement? No, okay. I don't have the agreement. But they, what they, what they, my source is telling me that they, okay. the Victorian Albert Museum sent them the, they said they will send the items with an agreement. Now, when the ministry went to the agreement, they said, look, let's contact AG. So we are told that the AG and the ministry worked on it and sent it back to them. Mm. But the Victorian Albert Museum didn't get in touch with them again. So it appears that the conversation with the Asantini then follows after this. It's what swung. So it stands to reason that this is the same agreement that they have signed that is now saying they will return it as a loan. Because I think the ministry and the government did not think that, from what I'm hearing, that it was an equitable agreement for all the terms were fair. You know, so I don't know. You know, but I don't know. We probably need to get Asante <laughs> in his rep to also comment on this whether they, ag- they, they agree with the, the thing in the because from it's very clear that this is not the f- there's a history to this now, mm-hmm. okay, you know. And hmm. well, the thing is this for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. I'm happy, okay, mm-hmm. because um, I think in the past two or three, well, at least in the this decade, mm-hmm. there has been a very strong movement by a lot of governments, a lot of people in the arts and history mm-hmm. to get some of these artifacts that have been hoarded in Europe mm-hmm. and the US and other parts of the world and in private collections returned. Mm. So uh, in Nigeria, for instance, there had been a very strong movement for uh, a return of the Benin statues mm-hmm. and whatnot. They've been able to get some back. Um, they've been very aggressive about it. I think even constructing a new national museum just for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I was saying earlier. Yeah, you know, and basically they are saying they have agreements in place to bring back about a thousand mm. of these artifacts that are all over the world. Mm. You know, um, I think the French president Macron also some time back um, gave every indication that France within five years would return most or almost all mm-hmm. of such artifacts that they had in their possession. Mm. Um, it's good that we are also trying to get back what is ours. Mm. Um, I'm happy that um, there was a conversation by the state. It's indicative of the fact that the state at least was interested, mm-hmm. even if it didn't pay off, was interested and it was followed up by the Asantehene, or mm-hmm. if not followed up, perhaps on his own initiative as well, mm-hmm. decided that, look, we need some, we need these things back. Mm-hmm. How do we get it done? Mm-hmm. So the process has been ongoing. They've managed to get these things back. And if you look at some of the listed mm-hmm. um, items, the Imponponso sword, for instance, ah. is something that is very, very significant to the Asantes. Mm-hmm. So to get the original back, because they have been using a replica mm-hmm. since the 1900s, according to years. Kwame Asarabuadu, who writes from, for the Daily Graphic. Mm-hmm. And to finally be able to get the original back mm-hmm. is something that I'm sure would be too good to let a few lines of law mm-hmm. get in the way of. So agreements have been made. Further conversation needs to continue about these things. Because, you know, Back when back when these conversations started, you know some of the things that were used against us mm-hmm. that we cannot take care ah. of these items. Meanwhile, these items were here. So when we when we made them, who told them that they can take care of our own thing better than us? That's what that one is there. But the thinking was once they had become, they require sp- special care. 
you understand, to keep it in a certain state. <laughs> so the the argument that was made was that most of our institutions, mm-hmm. in terms of be it a national museum or a, a museum of a specific theme, would not have the capacity to take care of those things and make good use of them. But as we had Ivo as well, mm-hmm. some of these things were in private collections. People, somebody basically just wake up in the morning, pass on, <laughs> on his way to the bathroom mm-hmm. and see the golden chain of some chief warrior hanging in his locker, wave at it and go back. That is what gives him or her joy. Some of them were in the vaults of universities mm-hmm. and never came up unless you had, you, you, you had gone into the vault to do some very specific research. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, Meanwhile, these things could be valuable for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm happy. I'm just generally happy that we've been able to at least cross mm-hmm. that bridge off. We were having conversations, but now there's confirmation mm-hmm. that the relics, the items, the artifacts are on their way and more will come. We should continue. We should look for more. Yeah. I think there are a lot more of these significant items around the world. Now, the reason why it's important mm-hmm. is because we've had a conversation about what to do with our tourism. Mm. It should not just be about December. Mm-hmm. So, this is coming, mm. right? This could be something we throw into the mix. This could be for March, which is mm-hmm. Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. This could be for another month of the year. Mm-hmm. We need these things to add diversity to the menu mm. of tourism mm. that we have. Mm. It says that the Mensha Museum attracts 80,000 visitors a year. That's wow. a lot of visitors. Mm. Okay. So, by virtue of this, uh, Ivo says they are planning, there's a marketing strategy around this. Get more people in. Mm-hmm. You see, and we must look at this outside of the historic value. Mm-hmm. There's genuine economic value if you're mm. able to get this right. What is the relevance of Egypt? Mm. The economy is built on mm-hmm. things like this. Outside of, you know, its other attractions, most of the people who have heard of Egypt visit Egypt. Things like this. Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Things like this. Mm. Okay. At the moment, we are a party zone. Mm. We can add this to the party offering. Mm. So that you can now, as part of the visit, you go to Mesia. It's not just the army museum or the Mencia Museum with what it had, but these new items. And I want us to be able to tell improved stories around this. Let's make it mm-hmm. a lot more exciting. So I'm excited. This I, is I, a great development. For me, that's how I feel. A, a lot, I'm a very positive God. about Wonderful. it. We can, we, can, we can keep it, though. I agree with you on that we'll one. Keep it. We should lock it and keep it. <laughs> Until the philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war nine minutes past nine city breakfast show turning to something else quickly VAT on power consumption can the ECG implement? We have been debating this law. Lots of people have said it's unfair. The VAT on electricity, the 20% that it would generate. Some people even think it would lead to a reversal of the gains of ECG in terms of its revenue 
uh, raking in. Some people think it will lead even to um, illegal connections and things. So Samadwik Mahama is the CEO of ECGMD. Talking to him briefly on this and other issues. Thanks for joining us, sir. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. How are you doing? I'm very well. So there are economic angles to the tax discussion. There are also legal angles. Let's start with the legal one. I think you said yesterday on a program that there could be legal challenges in ECG, the implementing agency, collecting the VAT on, on power. Can you elaborate? Is, is it correct that there will be some legal challenges for you going forward in collecting the tax? As, and as much as it's not only going to be legal, it's also going to be slightly an operational challenge. If you look at the law, the law is not clear whether you are charging the you are charging on consumption or you are charging on the purchase price. So let's say, for example, if you come to uh, if you talk about um, what do you call it, if you if you talk about prepaid meters. If it's on consumption, that means for every time you come back to purchase, there might be a deficit. Which, whenever you buy, it will be clawed back out of your money. So it's something that needs to be looked at carefully before it will be implemented. But as we all know, and it's on record, we have not implemented it. We are not charging it. And one sad thing is the letter, as I said, the letter that we got, most people treated the letter as saying it's a directive. For NETCO and ECG, we didn't treat it as a directive because this has been a law since 2013. So clearly, when, we, when the conversations were had and the letter was brought to us, we had to report back on how it will be implemented. What the letter is seeking to do is it says implement. So you check your systems, you go through it to see if it can be done, if it cannot be done, whatever gaps are in there, all those gaps have to be closed before what it is rolled out. So for us, we, there are some difficulties. There are some clarities that need to be checked with the law. So I don't think it's, uh, it's time for anybody to panic about it. It's not panic mode. It's not something that but all of these things have to be cleared out. If there's supposed to be an LI that spells it out clearly, fine. If it's not going to be charged again and has to be removed on residential, to be fine. Because um, mm. a, year, a year ago, this same month, I, I sought a legal opinion on this same said matter so that ECG could try and have its bases covered before or, or what would be needed. So we looked at it in two forms, as in what would be needed to run such a program and if we should run such a program. So we did that over a year ago. So I can everybody should be rest assured that the conversations are going to be had at the bigger table all of we come out. And this letter is not a directive, but more so... So, so can we say that as we speak, you've not started collecting it because... The clarity you're seeking, among other things, on whether this should be collected on a purchase price or usage has not been had yet. So even though yes, yes. The, the, the communication suggested that January this year, the collection should start, you, you can confirm that the collection has not started. No, the, the, the collection has not started. Even yesterday, I had a chat with my energy minister on the policy directive to see what is happening and the standpoints and all of that. So it's still, it's still, it's still a conversation going on. What about the issue of the percentage to charge? Because VAT in some countries, the percentage they charge on electricity is much lower than the percentage they charge on goods and services. In Ghana, the VAT, if you add the 15% plus or the other things, it goes up to 21%. That's did, correct. Did, 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 have you also done any analysis on, on the effect of charging a 21% VAT on power and what that would mean on even demand for power? 
first things first, what we need to even clarify right now is that who is a lifeline customer? A lifeline customer is someone who's consuming less than 30, 30, uh, 30, 30 kilowatt hours. Now, somebody living in a kiosk has a microwave. The moment he plugs that thing in, he's gone beyond. He has a fridge. He's gone beyond the, the lifeline. So the same person that you'll be probably trying to save is no longer what savable anymore, if I could use that word. So it's it's a conversation that needs to be had holistically. And if you cannot even just go ahead to implement this without seeking recourse from the PURC and it's, it's uh, our regulator and to see its, it's, it's, uh, its impact and then also for a conversation to be had towards that. So this... If you even look at that, that means clearly you are going to try to push people who have enjoyed something to find a different way to enjoy it by not paying for it. So it has a lot of uh, ramifications to it. And I can't say on authority that, again, is he, for the want of a better uh, expression, if a letter doesn't belong to you and you take the letter and read it as is, you attempt to see it in a certain light. But those of us who the letter was meant for our consumption, we, underst- we understood the letter and we've applied it accordingly. So I can say on authority that it hasn't been charged. We, we, it's a conversation being had, which we don't even know how it's going to end. It could even end in a point where the whole, uh, the whole law might be looked at and be redrafted. Because if you look at that shadow very well, it's even supposed to go towards water. So the biggest question is, when the law was being framed at that point in time, what was the thinking? Has society shifted from that to where we are now? And maybe there needs to be a holistic look at it. So all of these are thought-provoking things that came from this uh, letter that was sent to us. Finally, there's been intermittent power outages in the past two weeks or so. And I think the time we wanted to discuss, you are not in. What's the state of play? Is there a load-shedding exercise being implemented in any part of the country? Not at all. Ghana is at a point where it's been enjoying the most stable power from its generators. And we have a very, very cordial relationship with all the IPPs now. We suffered a small challenge with the West Africa gas pipeline, but uh, it has been resolved. I think we also some notices also coming out that they want to run some maintenance work. So we are trying to make sure that we have the requisite uh, alternative fuel supplies so they can go through that so that there'll be no load shedding. The truth is, one thing we've not realized, our country has grown very, very fast. There are certain areas such as Chadu, uh, Yarifa, Amasama. The speed with which those areas grew, Kaswa, we never envisaged it. Even East Legon and most of the areas. So whenever everybody is home, the transformers are overloaded. Please, if you're suffering such a situation, get to the nearest ECG office and report it. That means we need to start doing intensification exercises. And the thing is, if it starts around 5, the, the peak period for ECG for power is from 5 to 10 p.m. If it starts around that time, and it will, we will try to bring it back, but it will go off. We will try to bring it back, but it will go off because of the overload. Until a few more transformers and the low-voltage network is, is what stabilized properly or is intensified. So please, it is not doing so. The doom saw is not back. It's not, I don't even, let's not even call, let's not even use that word. Let's just, we are having localized faults 
because the rates at which our transformers have been overloaded is overwhelming. Because on our records, we can have that we have about 30 homes to a transformer. You get there and it's about 40, 45. Granted, some people say it's our staff. Again, to our staff, I also say there are some electricians who are out there who are also doing it. And somebody may build and is in a hurry to do X, Y, and please, let's find, let's find a quick way to have a quick win within a very short space of time. So, so when listeners say that they have unstable power, then they have brownouts, low voltage. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that this is not because of a generational problem, but it's more a local issue. Exactly, Bernard. It's a, it's a locality issue. The transformer is overloaded, or there's a cutout fuse that is gone, or there's a jumper cable cut. All of these just quickly report it, and we will attend to it immediately. Another thing that our company has not been doing well has to, is to inform you. When we have seasonal changes, we have natural occurrences. For ECG, whenever it gets hot like this, some of the jumper cables just cut. And you know, a conductor cable is a bunch of, of wires together. So if even one is torn in there, you start having faces that go off and it's alternating and all of that. Please, it's not doing so. Let's, let's, let's be proactive. Yeah. Inform ECG so we can... Yeah, but, but oh no, Mr. Damahama, does it matter to a, a, a user whether mm-hmm. his lack of power is occasioned by a generational problem, a transmission problem, or a transformer problem. To the extent that his power is not reliable, he's unhappy. So I'm sure, yes, because of the political implications of Doomso, you are quick to say there's no Doomso. But I can tell you that in the past two or three weeks, there's been a lot of complaints about that. Power cuts and unreliable power in many parts of the country. So if you say Bernard, power supply has been stable, it's a bit. It sounds. It sounds started, a bit. I, I started by saying we had a problem with the West Africa gas pipeline, which was around the fifth of January. To I think it lasted about three, two or three days. Even with that, we had enough fuel stocks to 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 manage the issue because because the conversation was ongoing. But I'm saying to you as of today that we do not have that. I don't even want to use the word because if there is doing so, I have to give you a timetable. And insofar as I haven't given you a timetable or I haven't, I, I, I'll have to give you a schedule so you can plan your lives ar- around it. The company cannot be so irresponsible to say we know there's a shortage and yet we won't tell our customers. No. Now, on the other side of the customer, some of the areas to, I, I agree with what you're saying with the transform. Some of the areas to, our taste in life, I keep repeating this, has caused something. Some of us have elevators in our homes that when we are using it, we cause our neighbor, uh, uh, what do you call it, a shortage. So all of these areas have to be intensified with the requisite transformers to expand the load for it to, for it to be accommodating for everybody. But I'm saying on authority. There's no such thing as doing so happening. If there are going to be any maintenance and we feel there's going to be any shortage in power, we will let you know. All right. There's a final question. Okay, go ahead. Let me last bit. As I keep saying, let's not make the energy sector issues political. It cannot be political. Because if if ECG lies about it, what will ECG gain? Or to just make a government popular? No. Let's be fair because there are very, very practical issues on the ground which is partly caused by ECG and it's also partly caused by the customer. So we need to bridge that gap and we'll definitely rely on your help too.
to breach that gap. There's a final question for my colleague Nathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Mahama, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Yes, I just want to take you back to the VAT thing. Now, before yes, me, sir. I have an invoice that a listener mm-hmm. sent after purchasing prepaid electricity. Now, the, in terms of the items or the breakdown, there's something I see here, VAT 12.5%. I'm asking this because of what you said, that yes. you, were, you were yet to collect this VAT and there were issues around it. So, what, what is this VAT I see on the receipt? Can you please okay. explain that? So, is what you're saying, ask the person, is it a commercial company or is it a residential company? Let's not mix these things. Commercial, we are charging. Because commercial, we've been charging commercial ever since. Because with commercial, electricity is an input to your business. It's a value added. So for commercial SLTs and those huge, we charge it. But the conversation now is to charge it on residential. All right, so that's fair enough. So, so check check with that customer. That customer is not residential. So it's a commercial, it's a commercial customer. Thank you, sir. Wonderful. Thank you. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for talking to us, Samo Dubik Mahama, MD of ECG, speaking to the matters. So 925 this morning we're jumping into effective living series now where Apioko is hosting Mami Okuagizi, managing partner of 565 Limited. And they're talking about self-awareness, adapting to change and professional growth. That's coming up from now. It's proudly brought to us by Enterprise, celebrating our legacy and securing your future. 
as well as Hallmark Freight and Logistics. Coming up between now and 10, we will be asking you a quick question. And of course, if you answer it rightly. Yes, enjoy some Bob Marley this morning. Uh, the, the, the Asante thing has provoked. <laughs> it has provoked me. It was it just you? You know, I just showed you. It's it's. I think it's, it's riling a, a lot of people. It's riling the continent yes. when it comes to this. People are very emotional about this. You know, because I was just uh, having a chat with you about what a colleague of mine in South Africa yeah. is saying. Because they've also had conversations about what's happening there in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It's like. Why is it that every time they say they, they are loaning it to us, the, the, yes. he doesn't want to even hear the word loan. It's mine. Yes. Bring it to me. It's, it's been with you for 150 years. Just bring it back. They, they don't seem to get it. They don't seem to understand the sentiment. They are living in a certain um, bubble. All right. For me, somebody needs to tell them, wake up, smell the coffee. We are in 2024 and we are going to take this type of colonial type Agreements. You you can't call it an. It's not an agreement. What kind of agreement is this? But they also also say that because it, it's worth so much money, what's the incentive to return it? Because they make a lot of money. They, from they it. Are, he said this particular ones they are bringing somewhere not even on display. On display, yes. So like. Anyway, let's talk about how to live your make your life better. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Welcome to another exhilarating episode of the Effective Living Series 2024. My name is Apioko. We're sponsored, proudly sponsored at that, by Hallmark Freight and Logistics Company Ghana Limited. And we're very glad to have them on board so that we can bring you all that you need to know to become your best self for 2024 and the rest of your life, I hope. (laughs) All right. This week we've been speaking in week three. Um, a lot about, you know, building careers that stand the test of time. We speak about personal growth. And we're going to just zero in, just dovetail right into a subset of personal growth conversations that we don't like to talk about very much. All right. So today we're looking at self-awareness, adapting to change, and how those things affect your personal growth and my guest she's no stranger to the effective living series to city tv to city fm and we heard from her in week one mommy gazy the managing partner for 565 limited is here to tell us all that we need to know concerning this topic hello again mommy hi Akiyoko. you're looking smashing so are you very <laughs> lovely you. your powder blue thank oh, you gorgeousness, gorgeousness so let's let's i want us to start from the aspect of change mm. i mean it's a new year mm. and one of the reasons why we started doing the effective living series here at city fm and then later when tv joined the family brought it to tv is because a lot of people make so many resolutions at the end of the year you know and some of those resolutions actually require that as individuals we accept and adapt to change 
<laughs> but then we make the resolutions and we're not willing to put in the work yes. to go through the change that will lead us to the goal. Yes. And so I want us to start from right yeah. there. We're talking yeah. about personal growth, all these beautiful things. Beautiful. But when it comes to adapting to change, yes. what's that all about? What, yeah. what, what should we know? What should we be thinking about in that direction? Good. Right, so Apioko, great to be here, and I'm so excited mm -hmm. that we are another, on another roll. Um, the statistics on change does not look good, mm. so I don't want to go into the, the scary <laughs> bit of it. <laughs> Let me just say that it's in favor of people now, especially after COVID, right. not wanting to even talk about change. It's almost like I've suffered enough. Can I just leave be? that in the past? Let me just, just be. Let me be. <laughs> You know, but whether you like it or not, be it your personal um, life, be, be, be you in a business that's even, let's take even the most basic businesses like laundry. You know, it's still washing, ironing, folding or hanging. Um, it could either be um, something in the creative space, which is like on a very fast pace. Wherever you are, you're dealing with change. Right. And a lot of individuals and organizations are, running away from that because it requires a lot of work. So when you are prepared to adapt to the change, and my go-to caveat in this is when you are prepared and mm. ready to go through that change. When you're prepared. Prepared. Prepared one. Yes. And ready. And ready okay. to go through it then we can have a conversation about your personal growth. Because even if it is about taking on another hobby, let's just say that you are feeling bored. Even if it's about taking on another sport, it's going to require you to adapt differently. It's going to require you to get a new set of um, behaviors that will drive you through that season. Now, when you look at adaptation, um, a lot of people go into new roles, and in this new year, people have moved homes, people are changing roles, um, people are talking about marriage, if they got yeah. engaged, people are talking about babies, people are doing new levels of school. People are actually eyeing the next salary target, sure. which means that they need to get promoted. Whatever that new that you're looking at, you need to build a certain set of behaviors that will help you to adapt. Adaptation is, is almost like a word that we use for um, big boardroom things. But the truth is that it's every day. Look yeah. at your life from childhood. You needed to move from breast milk to mashed food right. to before you do some soups and then you get into bones. Mm. That's how it works. So why people always struggle with changes because he's a level one and he wants to gallop or leap into level 24 <laughs> without going through the steps. Yes, there are times that you can be um, catapulted across, but the truth is that you need to learn to go through that process. Mm -hmm. And every stage requires that adaptation. So I'm looking at this conversation as, what do you need? And is, is this an adaptability, a thing that you were born with, Apioko, is more adaptable? <laughs> <laughs> or it's something that you can learn as a skill going through your career or going through your business. Hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So let, let's 
if that's the case, mm. then let's answer this question, mm. this rhetorical question <laughs> that you just put out there. Yeah. Are some people born with the capability to be able to adapt to change, to situations that come their way, unexpected or expected mm. they may be? Or is it that depending on how you're raised, what you're exposed to, then you develop the skill and you know some kind of ability to do that yeah so this question is akin to leadership okay. <laughs> where the conversation is still on the market about whether it is inherent or it is acquired it's both okay i come from that background it is both um some people naturally you know you have this friend who will just be able to eat the food that they've never seen before yeah that's me <laughs> <laughs> I also have a very eclectic taste for food. I'll just taste it before I think. That's why I can you eat know. everything on what's yes. cooking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there are others that, um, is it rice? It is not Ooh, rice. rice so I don't like it at all. No, me, I cannot. <laughs> so then they're traveling to Barcelona. They've got a cup of gari. Yeah, so you know, otherwise they cannot survive for even a week. So some people are more akin to adapt a lot easier than others now when you look at adaptation like that then my interest is in whether you're born with the probability to adapt a lot more easier than others you still need to learn it as a skill okay I'm telling you from why I was working in in the corporate space it just took about three months and people who were embedded here with their families they'd never traveled anywhere were supposed to relocate fully into europe hmm. the, the announcement came and you are either taking that or you were walking people are going through a lot of changes at the workplaces a lot of We've made a lot of noise about educational systems. There have been a lot of changes. Parents back, are literally running after how the educational system is working. And one of my sisters said that now it is, um, it is on need-to-know basis. Hmm. If your child is at the basic level, that's what you know. If your child is at the high school level, that's what you know. So when you, right. Yeah. When you, when, you, when you don't open yourself up to learn the skills to adapt a lot more easily, you're going to get stuck. Honestly, and all the plans, the, the goals, the visions you have for 2024 are going to stay on the papers. So I want us to open up to the conversation of, I want to learn, mommy, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, brilliant. So now let's do that. Okay. If I want, yes. or anyone, <laughs> anyone watching us, listening to us, wants to adapt, wants to embrace change, because... Yeah. In 2023, in 2022, 2021, change came. They missed out on opportunities because they just didn't know how to adapt. What do we need to do? Um, it's interesting how maybe some conversations from our week one conversations will come in handy here, right? Um, you need to know yourself. I mean, um, everybody has a different um, level of adaptation. So you need to know yourself. Mm. If you know that um, if they came to inform you that your function at work or your business is changing drastically, it's going to take you another six months to wrap your mind around it. Mm. Then you need to learn how to be able to quickly go through it when you are informed. Okay. Because I'm telling you, having been in the talent space, that people that you tell 
um, your role has changed, unfortunately, or fortunately, and we are requiring you to be ready. We need you to prepare because we're going to move you from, and they're like, when should I lift my bag? Yeah. And the next person is going to be, um, what exactly did you say? Can you please go over that again? You know, so first and foremost, know yourself. How easy is it for you to adapt to change? What is your usual reaction when somebody tells you something has happened? If you came home and your kitchen was made up over because it's a surprise from your husband, what would be your first reaction? You know, because even though it's good change for you, some woman will scream, why did you touch it without my, I don't like the surprise. Mine's faint on you. <laughs> You know, so you need to understand yourself. That's where I would start from. Now, when you know your appetite and your capability in that space, then you begin to look for anchors. What do you do in the workplace when our process is changing? SOP has changed over. Team leader has called you. This is how we are going to bottle now. Oh. And you're like, um, can I have a pure call on my team because you know that she's already known before the SOP came. So you know your uncles and these are the people that we hold in, in, in places not because they know better, not because they are more senior, but because we understand that they'll be able to hold us through yeah, the process. That strengths that they exactly, have. Exactly. That, that we can hold on to as you navigate your own adaptation process. The next thing is to understand that it's okay not to know. Hmm. We struggle with that, especially in our space. You know, sometimes my team members can say, uh, they're, and mommy, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I find it very easy to tell people I don't know, don't so know. what do you think we can do? I, I don't have to know everything to be the best leader. True. I just need to know the people that I can call on to do the best job as a leader so it's okay especially for those playing leadership role if you're a leader and you're going through change you don't have to have it all sorted out all well planned all laid out properly before you approach the team you'll be amazed how much you can glean from those team conversations if you approach them Definitely. with the fact that guys i want us to do this but i don't know all especially of when it. you have a young team some of them have uh, they're bursting with ideas all some ideas and they're just sitting and tick-talking and, and, and you're thinking they're wasting time. But maybe they are the ones you need to go to. So I'll stay with these three. First, know yourself. Know yourself. Secondly, know the people that you can anchor on. And be comfortable without knowing what this change brings. But be ready and prepared to learn to go through the process. Okay. Yeah. So, Mami, just to, before we move on to talk more about self-awareness, yes. because you mentioned that you need to know yourself. Yes. And so, <laughs> basically, what I'm saying, if you don't know yourself, adapting to change may be a, be a problem, problem in the first place. But I want to find out, you know, you mentioned that some people are not comfortable with saying they don't know, right? How do you get to the space where you are comfortable with being an open book? where it means these are my challenges i'm laying my cards on the table i'm able to stomach this at this time i'm in the boat with you i'm in the ship with you but i can't paddle you know i if, if it were to capsize i can't swim but i will be in the water with you i'll try how, how do we get to that point where you can admit that to the people around you even though it's a very vulnerable space to be in that's the word um don't lead or want to go through change if you are not willing to be vulnerable because that's what it is. I mean, change can expose the worst part of you at home. 
um, you've seen people wonder, uh, is that the woman I married because she got pregnant? And suddenly you're realizing that she hates your perfume. <laughs> she, she does, she, she's disgusted by, by pink, which used to be her favorite color. Actually, was her wedding color. She just hates a lot of things. So if you're unwilling to be vulnerable to say that, I am unable to figure this out right now. I want to stay with the team. I want to stay with you. I want to be here. But I don't know how to deal with this particular stakeholder. Right. Say you have a change process and there's a, there's a board member that you need to manage. It's a stakeholder management process. It's okay to come to the table and say that I can talk to every board member but this particular one. Is there anybody who is willing to give me tips or is willing to take up that role of engaging this particular board member? It's okay. Now, you can only do that when you yourself are aware that you bring something to the table. Mm -hmm. You know, because we don't mm -hmm. want a situation where people are saying that, well, I want to be vulnerable, so I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to... But anyway... We hired you for something. <laughs> so I hear <laughs> you that you can't do this and yeah. do that and do that. But what that. exactly can you do? Right. So say, I can do this and be known for that, that you can do it 110% well. So that if you cannot do something, the team can be more willing to pick it up. Because otherwise, we will start creating teams where everybody comes and says, oh, I'm showing my vulnerability. Yeah. I cannot do this. There's <laughs> nobody to do the work. Everybody just close up and go home. So you come to that place when you're willing to be vulnerable. So you answered your question with that word, vulnerable, and be willing to bring something to the table. Okay. Okay. Be vulnerable and be willing to bring something to yes. the table. Yes. Where there's change. Where there's change. The exactly. All right. Mommy Gazy is my guest. She's a managing partner of 565 Limited. Let's go for a break on return. The Effective Living series continues. Welcome back. You're still listening to the Effective Living series here on City FM and watching us, my guests and I, on City TV. My name is Apioko. Our sponsors, very interesting sponsors we have this year for the Effective Living series, Hallmark Freight and Logistics Company, Ghana Limited. Now, Mami Gazi, managing partner for 565 Limited, and I have been speaking about self-awareness, adapting to change, and professional growth. Let's talk about self-awareness because awesome. we've spoken about adapting to change, yes. things that we need to keep in mind yep. to be able to achieve that. But you mentioned mm -hmm. that you need to know yourself yes. so that you can step up to the plate yes. when it comes to adapting to change. Yes. How do you even begin <laughs> to become self-aware? And I think yes. we touched a bit on this in week one when yes. we spoke about emotional intelligence. But we did. Let's, let's just dive right into yes. it. Yes. Okay. So being self-aware is really understanding who you are. Like I spoke about in the week one, understanding your superpowers, the things that you can do without struggle, and where you could do with a bit more help. Now, why is self-awareness important in the journey when you want to adapt or when you need to adapt to change? Because the truth is that if you are self-aware, it helps you to be more empathetic. Hmm. You are more able to place yourself in other people's shoes. You know that 
no matter how much anybody knows, the person might have faults. And that helps you to be able to deal with people on that level. You don't expect somebody to be perfect. I never expected you to get this wrong. But by the way, you have yeah. done some things <laughs> wrong before, you know. It also helps you to improve your communication skills. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be amazed that when you're self-aware, you are aware of what you bring to the table. You are better able to go to the table and actually negotiate your goals better. You're able to be in the team and say that, okay, this is our team goal. CTFM or CTTV, this is our team goal. We want to be able to reach so so and so um, um, listenership or viewership. What do I bring to the table? And you're clearly able to search with your manager and agree the goals. So it helps you to communicate clearly what you bring to the table, what you need, the resources you need, and the team members that you would require to go along with you. You'll be amazed that when you know yourself properly, it helps with stress management. Hmm. Hmm. How does that work? So I know myself, I know that I could do back-to-back -back three days with very little sleep. But I also know that when my body feels that I'm at the end of this back-to-back, -back, whether I put holes in my eyes... <laughs> I put my feet in cold water. <laughs> Whatever I do, in the world. I will You'll sleep. Crash. Yeah. I'm just going to sleep. I know myself. So when I'm timing myself, I work with that in mind. And you don't want to then get into spaces where everybody is having a certain level of expectations from you, but you cannot deliver. If you know yourself, you barely overpromise and underdeliver because you know what you can bring, you know how you work, and you are able to deliver properly. It, you know, when I'm teaching or um, facilitating time management, I like to talk about it from a perspective of time optimization. And actually, the new level of what I do with time management is energy management. Energy management. Apio, as you sit here, you know that there's a particular time in the day that... Um, Coffee cannot help you. <laughs> if you were given any strategic thing to think about, it will be a problem. But there's a period in the day where your energy is superbly high. You're able to do amazing things. You get a lot done. You think a lot better. You're able to be, you, you are more creative. For some people, it's in the night. Some people, it's in the after lunch, which is barely the issue. <laughs> but for a lot of people, you know, for a lot of people, it's very early hours in the morning. So if you know that, what you do, and this is self-awareness, when I know my energy banks, I know that I work best when everybody else is asleep. What I do is I push a lot of the creative and strategic work there. If I have content to create, for instance, I'll push it at that time. Now, I'm going to have meetings in the day because after 10 a.m., it's a struggle for mm -hmm. me. So I want to be in places where I'm talking so that I don't have to knock off. You know, mindful also of the fact that we run a regular work day where everybody is working within a certain set of hours. But if you know yourself, it helps you to manage your time a lot better. You don't say, I'm going to get in at 7 o'clock when you know that 7 is when you can actually stretch out of bed. Mm. You don't make that promise unless you're getting external support that's somebody waking you up and helping you through the morning. Self-awareness also facilitates your decision-making. You know yourself, when, when things come, you know at this point in the day, and you know team members do that. They study their managers. They know that mommy is usually a bit groggy around this time. 
Just take the, she won't be detailed, she won't look at the figure, she will just sign. And they can pass things to you. So if you are self-aware, you know that. I'm not going to sign any checks around this time. So That's don't it. bring them Don't to bring me. it. Anything that requires me, me being aware of what I'm putting the business or myself into, I'm not looking at it at this time. I have a window, bring it. I can look into the Excel sheets that's supporting them. I can make better decisions. It comes from self-awareness. You also are able to control yourself. If, if you are self-aware, you don't get into spaces where you are overstretched mm. and commit to engage people that you know can get on your nerves. Because you know that this, this particular person I'm going to get into this <laughs> meeting with, I need a lot of patience, you know, emotional intelligence. And I don't have that right now mm. because I've just come out of a long bout of work. You know yourself, so it helps you to control yourself in that space. You may decide, I'm not talking. You know that when somebody says a particular line, it triggers you. You know yourself. You're better able to go into meetings knowing that. I know Apioko is going to say that. I know Mame will pass that comment, but I'm just going to go in. I know what I'm looking for. So I'm going to go in with my breath under me. And, I'm, I'm, and you, you can't do all these things. And so people come into the workplace or we relate with people and they're just losing it, losing mm -hmm. it. And we think that they're just horrible. It's just some people just don't know themselves that well. And so they put themselves out in, in places and in places and at times that they are not able to manage themselves properly. Right. right. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So I mean, you, you said a lot of interesting things and one of the things that sticks out for me is the fact that even though we're talking about self-awareness, it's not just for you, it's also for the people around you. Yes and the situations within which you find yes. yourself, including change. Yes, so this, change. And, 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 and linking that back to adapting to change. When you're self-aware and you're going through your career, you're going through your business, you're going through your personal growth, what that, and so when you sit with a coach, the first thing is to let you be more aware of yourself. What that helps you to do is to pace yourself, for instance, mm -hmm. You sometimes get to a certain age, I don't know how, but some people put, they buy the pressure bucket for themselves and they're sitting on it. Like every friend of mine has this and I have yeah, to have that. have to have it, yeah. And it's, it's becoming a thing in society now. But if you know yourself, you know that, yeah, I can be as slow as a snail, but when I get to the point, I'm just going to run like the hyena. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if you're not aware of all these things, you get into change, you want to work like everybody else. A lot of people did different things during COVID. You remember social media? Yeah. And everybody was yeah. just getting in. Do you know yourself? Are you able to deal with the comments that accompany these contents that people put out? You don't know yourself. Don't just do things because people are doing things. If you know yourself, you are better able to prepare yourself and put yourself in places that you grow better. And that definitely molds you to um, adapt to change a lot easier Definitely. than others. Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have asked me, why are you not active on TikTok? Because even managing the social media platforms I have is a whole headache. <laughs> you know, I, I'm more of a reader. You know, I, I want to read, I want to write, but you have to be on social media. It's, it's another space for socialization. Mm. And adding TikTok where you need to be extremely engaged yes. there. You know, a bit much. So I know myself. Yes, you <laughs> do. Point. Yes. So, mommy, let's wrap up our conversation. Yeah. And I want us to do it in a two-pronged manner. Yeah. One, what happens when you do not adapt to change? Mm. And then two, 
just you know final thoughts on mm -hmm. how we can move forward being self-aware <laughs> being able to adapt to change and mm -hmm. then growing in the mm -hmm. process Apioka, unfortunately, change is the only constant in life. <laughs> if you are 1192, you're going to die if you don't change. <laughs> well, yes. Um, um, and and I, I said it earlier, sometimes we think that because the world is moving very fast, we need to also be running after it. If you don't find your anchors, and I'm very big on that because a lot of people are losing themselves in the whirlwind of change. Even for tech people, um, they will tell you that sometimes you just have to forget that there's mm. a new thing up. Very true. Um, there's iPhone 15, you don't have it, you're sweating over it. Mm. Ah, Jesus Christ, I need this iPhone. Because you've heard it takes a picture maybe five pixels better than the one you're holding. And that's like a, a stress point it's a whole for you. Mm -hmm. If you are not careful, you get yourself, because everybody's talking about adapt change adapt change but you need to anchor at some point mm. for your career as well people are changing careers a lot does that work for you what is your profession is that a good thing on your cv so what i'll say to that is be aware and be intentional about it actually that's the word be more intentional okay. about the whole change um, um, adaptation because otherwise you find yourself in the whirlwind of activities mm -hmm. and in the end you will not be able to do anything so for me one know yourself it's very big to have some anchors and you find that in your values we discussed that when we we're talking in week one and the last one is be able to stay put at some point mm -hmm. watch it a bit before you get into it otherwise you're going to fall dizzy out of out of the changes because a lot of changes happening mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. thank you so much mommy gazi all right my name is apioko this has been the effective living series my guest today mommy gazi yes. managing partner for 565 limited and we're sponsored by hallmark freight and logistics company ghana limited we've been speaking today about self-awareness adapting to change and professional growth we'll see you next time Besides for conversations there adapting to change as part of week two it's part of week three of our effective living series 2024 on City FM and City TV. An effective living series 2024 is powered by City FM and City TV and proudly sponsored by Enterprise Insurance at 100, celebrating our legacy, securing your future, and Hallmark Freight and Logistics Ghana Limited. That's how we wrap it up on today's edition of the City Breakfast Show. Many, many thanks for listening. My name is Nathan Kwao, signing out. Earlier, you heard Bernard Avla, Richard Sky, Godfrey Akutubwa, Caleb Kuda, and Fred Jabana produced the show. Godfrey Odom was here on Technical. Many thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you tomorrow. Motivated vowing to pursue the state for compensation, and President Kufuado appoints Major General Thomas Opompepra as new Chief of Defense Staff. The details. The legal representative for ACP, Benjamin Agonjo Martin Kwebu, has described the trial of his client as politically motivated. ACP, Benjamin Agonjo, the late Dr. McPalm, and eight others were arranged.